Deep Space Nine says goodbye. Hulk Hogan made a movie and the highest grossing comedy of all time this week on 30-20-10. Welcome to 30-20-10, the Laser Times pop culture time machine each week taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago back to the past of movies, music, TV, uh, other things that happen like news, video games, and sometimes even radio. Uh, yeah, get ready to open up a little portal, three of them, to 1989, 1999, and 2009. We'll, we'll tell you what happened this week 30, 20, and 10 years ago. 30, 20, 10. Get it? Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Uh, who else is with me? Wolfpack member Diana Goodman. <laughs> It's me, Sarah. Still looking for my wolf pack. Mm. Oh, you're on the roof. That's where they are. <laughs> I'm. I'm just warning you. It's. It's a slow week for TV. Big week for PC games. Oh. So I'm just going to do something incredibly indulgent uh, in this episode, and I sure. think I'm, you guys are going to hate me for it. I'm just. Maybe the listeners, but I care more about my co-host than you listeners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, but because we've all it's had because it. we might be in striking distance at any moment. It's I true. Think that's why. It's just fear of physical violence. We've all had a very hard week. I can't mm-hmm. believe uh, m- like within days my car broke and then my cat. Mm. Uh, so oh, I've yes. been Googling worms all day. Like, w- oh, laser cat. Yeah, I know. Oh, poor, poor bonus kitty. Figgy. Come on, Kiki. Get away I from I maintain that was a shoelace she barked up. It moved a little bit. But it, oh, I feel like it could have been a shoelace, except for none of your shoes have laces. They, so. What are you talking about? <laughs> I feel like they're, they're all vans, all slip-ons. Slip-ons. No. With cartoon characters on them. <laughs> Many of them are. <laughs> Three or four pairs are, yes. Uh, but yeah, 30, 20, 10, uh, but a, a really cool week for movies. And, 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 and a show, I hate saying this, I want to watch and love so bad. And I know I will when I get around to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, we I mentioned think in the I know intro. The show you're talking about. Yes, because like it has a documentary about one of the shows we'll be talking about this week. But stay tuned because uh, we'll talk about something you like, and odds are you'll be able to place where you were 30, 20, and 10 years ago, back mm-hmm. in the past of May 31st through June 6th, 1989, 1999, and 2009. But beginning as we always do, we got to start with 1999 uh, this week in history. I'm going to let Diana read this news because it's... You said uh, 89. You want to do that again? What? You're, you said 99 instead of 89. A- 89. 89. No, I don't do anything over anymore. Miss <laughs> <laughs> okay. editing. editing. So this is a fun episode, but we are going to start off really heavy up front. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the news, but one of the movies. It's... I, I give it a trigger warning, but I kind of almost want to... It's, uh, it's some heavy news. But, I mean, the first big news is... Uh, June 3rd, 4th, 5th, it's Tiananmen Square crackdown. Um, so it's the 30th anniversary of the Tiananmen Square that, I can't massacre. believe that happened in my lifetime. Me, I thought it was like before um, I was too, born. Me too. I'm... I feel really dumb when I said, oh, remember how Exxon Valdez's new story of the year? Mm. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, this is awful. And the more you read about it, the worse it gets. Um, what happened was kind of like in Late Miz, uh, a, a, politician died and then it became protests like supporting that guy because he was slightly reformer-ish. Mm-hmm. He was still like head of the communist party, but he was kind of a reformer. So there's become these big student protests, pro-democracy or at least pro-free speech or anti-corruption within the communist party because it's China and there's one party rule. Um, and that started like the end of April. That sort of came out most of May was sort of this occupied Tiananmen Square thing going on. Mm. And there were protests in other cities and uh, they kept going out to try to negotiate with these guys. And 
I feel bad because like if you get in depth on it, you realize that there's like wave after wave of these Chinese bureaucrats going out there and being like, please don't make us kill you. Please don't make us kill you. Yeah. You should just leave. Everything's fine. And they're like, no, we want some fucking freedoms over here. And then uh, then the tanks come. Mm. And no one's really sure how many people died. Uh, It became kind of a running battle in the street because it turned out that when you bring in the Chinese army and they don't have riot gear, they just have live ammo and they just start shooting it in the crowd. Oh, my God. Mm. So one nice reform came. They start. They all got riot shields after this. <laughs> uh, we got a good, uh, couple of good album covers out of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's trying to. No one's quite sure how many people died. It's probably in the two thousand range yeah. or so. A lot of people oh went God. to jail. Then there were some executions after that. A um, bunch of people like went into hiding or or fled overseas via Hong Kong because Hong Kong was still British then. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. But it did give us one of the 20th century's greatest heroes. I mean, a, literally mm-hmm. a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. Tank guy. Tank guy. Yeah. Tank guy. We're, no one's quite sure who he was, who he is, mm-hmm. or if he lived. Wow. But tank guy going up. Not just one tank. It's a column it's a, yeah. of tanks. Mm-hmm. It's a row of tanks. And I, I, I'm flimsy on that. Did he just get run over? No, no, oh. some guys grabbed him. Okay. And no one's sure if they were his buddies or cops Oof. or what. But he goes out and he's, he's got his two little shopping bags with him. And he's mm-hmm. just standing there in front of the tank like, don't do it. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. tank tries to go around him and he like keeps stepping, getting in the tank's way. Then he goes up and he talks to the guys in the tank trying to talk him out of it. Wow. And then they're like, go away. And so but he goes back and stands in front of the tank some more. Wow. It's like, God damn, fucking hero. That's like one of those photos that we all grew up seeing. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like so unbelievable that it happened during our lifetime because it just seems like several things I didn't think. A relic. Set, like <laughs> British controlled Hong Kong? What the fuck? Like, I, I do remember that. It was like way, way before. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah. It's all shit that feels like happened a lifetime before mine. Oh boy, yes. Yep. <clears throat> I know. It's only 30 years. So, and. Wow. In, 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 and lighter news on that, this will also oh, feel but like... But you know what's also uh, weird is that, obviously, after this, there's a massive crackdown. It's like, anything they wanted fucking sucks. We're doing the opposite. And in a couple of years, they started lightening up. Mm-hmm. They do have some privately owned media now, even though there's censorship laws. Damn. They're very strict on people talking about this time. And there's, like, coded language around me. Whether you can talk about, you know, the 4th of June incident. Mm. I mean, that was That was um, a huge issue with Google that, like... Google didn't want to censor itself, but like, no, you can't Google Tiananmen Square mm-hmm. in China, period. Oof. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't. Yeah, it, there's there are a no lot results. of stuff about it. It's still very, very, very restricted in China. Tons of things are very, very restricted in China, but they're also like so much different than they were then. Mm-hmm. There have been some reforms. Mm-hmm. It's still fucked up shit. Um, at least at this point, the US and Europe stopped selling them weapons, yeah. and we still don't okay. sell them weapons That's after this. Cool. So. We just pay them to make all our shit. It's just pay them to make our weapons. It's fascinating and frightening. Uh, yeah, eventually <sighs> they'll be making our 3D printed guns. Um, <laughs> it's right now it's mainly just our iPhones. Lighter news on on uh, just on, on the technological tip on, on uh, something you probably, if you're my age, you can't believe this is in your lifetime. And I wrote this, I just copied this verbatim from wherever I found it because I don't even. I'm not even really sure I know what this means as a fledgling mm-hmm. vinyl collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh-huh. the first time ever, two hits from the top ten, De La Souls, Me, Myself, and I, and Whistles right next to me are not available on a seven-inch 
are in seven inch RPM format. Okay. It is only available on cassette in twelve inch. So like the death wow. of the seven. So it doesn't come in a, as a forty five anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the so, little album that's got sort of the big hole in the middle. Yes, mm-hmm. that you have to put the adapter in for. You have your, to put the little yellow plastic adapter thing in. I only and remember it's one song on an album. Around this time, like yeah, I went to the fucking fair one time, and mm-hmm. like the radio station came and like we're just giving all of these away as if like these are worthless. Oh wow! Now. I mean, they and, basically oh. were, I guess. I, I suppose, but like idea, you have a record player, you still have that adapter. The idea yeah. of having a single even is crazy to me right now to I mean, think about. As a guy who likes listening to records, like I'm not getting up that much. Yeah. I I had one cassette single growing up, and yeah. you will never guess what it is. Uh, <laughs> what what's that? It's real bad. It, it's not is it not New Kids? No. Not Debbie nope. Gibson. No. Nope. Okay, nope. not something super popular. No, it was super popular. Okay. Um, Think like Phil late Collins. 90s. Uh, late 90s? Yes. Late uh, 90s. My family, we were Luddites. We were very slow to technology. Apparently, shit. Like, they were introducing the mini disc around this point. It was that song, <laughs> Are You Jimmy Ray? <laughs> Who wants to know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to do a laser time about songs where it's just the artist introducing themselves. <laughs> I do and, love and like, that. Like, I do love you that. get to know a lot about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one seemed a little, like, you know, uh, mean about it. Like, who wants to know? I don't know. The people buying your single? <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed a little desperate. Like, what do we do without rock? This. This. It's so Whatever strange. Jimmy is. Ray. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Ray. But yeah, you can say goodbye to seven inches. Again, a very strange time. Uh, I also forgot to mention, because the biggest movie for me this week that we'll talk about, uh, I discovered in Mad Magazine. Mm. And I don't remember that title so much, but I remember the movie that was number one at the box office this week, May 31st through June 6th. That would be In Banana Jones in His Last Crude Days, Um, a (laughs) mad satire of Indiana Jones in the last crude days. In Banana? It was like my favorite issue ever it had the ninja turtles on the cover and inside was indiana jones and the whole and a wrestling movie hang on everybody Wait, what was it in banana jones in banana jones okay and his last crude days crude days the first part is really dumb the last part is kind of clever makes sense yeah his last part i don't understand uh what it's 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 some of my favorite uh great bad writing mad (laughs) mad satire titles it's it's all lovely uh okay but into the movies of 1989 uh may 31st through the 6th First, we have Clown House. It's Sam Rockwell it's starring in a movie in 1989. This is Sam Rockwell's debut. This is the one what thing the it's notable for. We'll talk about the rest of it after the trailer. Oh, God. The circus can be the main event no! for many a young boy. No! But for Casey, all this clowning no! around is about to come to an end. Clown House. Now available on video cassette. What the fuck? This is a Gacy movie? No. No. This is a, a murderous clowns movie. Oh. Um, a kid who's afraid of clowns, and then, like, his older brother's, like, pranking him with clowns, and then, like, a curse of clowns attacks their house. Oh, clowns. my God. Okay. It sounded like they said for Gacy. I heard Gacy, too. So I was like, John Wayne. That's this why is I said a John that. Wayne Gacy movie? Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. A very. Oh, what the fuck? I, God, clowns are so terrible. Now that we don't have the circus yeah. anymore, can we just remove them from the zeitgeist? I think I, we're done. I hope so. I think we're done with clowns. I mean, why? Yeah. I know. Why? Every What's famous clown is dead. Like, <laughs> let's let's quit while we're ahead. That's uh, fair. 
Okay, so here's why this is really notable. Um, before it even came out, uh, it was revealed that the writer-director, Victor Salva, some people might know that name, um, was molesting the star and took photos oh of God. him. Oh, my God. And then when he was arrested, found out he had a whole bunch of child pornography as well. And so he went to jail. Somehow, after he got out of jail, he got back to making movies. And he made Jeepers Creepers and he made Powder. That's the what? guy? That's the guy. Holy shit. He starts. Oh, my God. Poor Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. So this is Sam Rockwell's first movie. Now, I'm just baffled that they released the movie. When that happens, your direct, your writer-director was molesting your star and goes to jail for it. I think you scrap the footage I, and just walk away. I know. But mm. I, I think, you like, again, when we talk about, like, what it's 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 still... Not that old for us, but like that old Hollywood thing where you can hide shit. Like, nah, we can yeah. beat this. We can, yeah. we can, we can hide this stuff. I guess. Wow, that is mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're gonna be dark up front. It's it's all lighter after this. Guys. Okay. Well, thank I, goodness. I, I real quick, swear. I real quick um, looked it up, and the main character's name is Casey. But uh, I, we both heard Gacy, I heard Gacy, and maybe we're in. Clown. I saw a clown in a I menacing mean, music in scary and, and, and clown, clown mode. So yeah, God but. damn it! Uh, yes, clowns haven't. There's no kid who's been delighted by a clown in 30 years. So I think it's time. I think it's finally I'd say time. Possibly send ever. them off to see the most famous <laughs> clown know. is a horror movie icon. Mm. So like, come on, no more clowns. Holy shit! Speaking of horror franchises, Warlock is yeah. also out this week. Oh, yeah. Didn't he eventually fight the Wishmaster? Whatever. Julian Sands, Laurie Singer, Richard E. Grant in Warlock out this week. Well, you are the first to have laid eyes upon the new Messiah. Now, an enemy from his past. Who appointed you executioner. And a girl from the present. Do you know what he's capable of? Next time, he's going to kill me. I'll not let him harm you. Are the only hope for the future. This is the terrifying adventure that could set the world on fire. Warlock. Yeah. This looks awesome. A little bit, yeah. I, mean, I always thought it looked too stupid to watch, though. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty... Is This is a weird movie for me because I, I saw this like a million years ago. Mm-hmm. And most of it, it's, it's cheesy. The effects are so bad, even yes. for the time. That it's kind of mind blowing, but it's also like a ton of fun hmm. because Julian Sands and Richard E. Grant both know how to choose scenery like oh. motherfuckers. Oscar nominee Richard they Grant, go for it. Oscar nominee Richard E. Grant, I love God him damn. so much. Yeah, L.A. Story is my favorite Steve Martin movie. He's hmm. amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. it. It is like like Ernest. In Ernest goes to jail. Ernest shot more convincing lightning out of his hands <laughs> than the warlock. <laughs> uh, like that's that's pretty incredible. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like a, a very minor cult kind of movie, just because it's it's that weird mix of like super serious and super cheesy. Mm. It, I, Warlock... It's it's pretty good. It's like you put it on the back of a movie, you know, during a party. Yeah. Like people will start stopping and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's so funny too because I just heard an interview with someone who's. It was just like a chit-chat interview, but then they just happened to mention that their father practiced witchcraft, and the interviewer was like, <laughs> oh, he's a warlock, and he was like, 
No, that's like a slur in the witch community. <laughs> that is like a very serious I, slur. I, I, I just was dating somebody who had that same conversation. Like that's crazy. I'm not a fucking Wiccan. Like, yeah. excuse Ooh, me, witch. Pardon me. <laughs> excuse the fuck <laughs> out of me. Yeah. Uh, you give a really terrible tarot reading, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Warlock. It, it spawned a couple of sequels and eventually a crossover with Jesus Christ, like the D tier of horror movie. Mm-hmm. Can't even meet up with the Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie I've never heard of, uh, starring Kiefer Sutherland, Lou, Di- Lou Diamond Phillips, who are in like a dozen movies together. Are I they feel best like friends? That. Maybe. Uh, Robert. I don't know. I mean, they market this as being like, "Hey guys, you remember the movie with the cowboys? Yeah. Two of the cowboy guys are in our movie. What was or, it Young Guns? Young Guns, yeah, or young guns. dare I mention Truth and Consequences, New Mexico? Yeah, that's right, fam." Uh, but, uh, also starring Robert Kepner, Bill Smirovich, and uh, Jamie Gertz, uh, Renegades. My old man used to always say you gotta trust somebody sometime. They're wanted by every cop in town. First sign of trouble, I'll break your neck. Buster. They've broken every law. Trust me. They've turned the city upside down. And they're the good guys. Keeper Sutherland. Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, I'm having a good time. How about you? Oh, Renegades. Rated R. Starts Friday. June. All right, I'm in for this. Me too. The hair alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great hair in this. The hair is ridiculous. Kiefer should yeah, rock The reviews mustache. are terrible, though. No, no, of oh, course really? they are. It's like, it sucks, but it's true. The hair. But it's like, it's, it's really good. It's like, if you're yearning for Lethal Weapon but hate Mel Gibson, it is really fun to go back and revisit <laughs> this kind of buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. which they don't make anymore unless Kevin Hart wants to. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but That's like so there were so many of them back then. I love I oh, anything that doesn't have Jim Belushi, who I think was doing the soundtrack in that trailer. Kiefer needs a mustache more often. He really true. rocks it. That's true. Yeah. Looks good. Really aged him up. I think he was like fuck. He's like tw- he's, he's, he's in his twenties at yeah. this point. But the real. The real showcase. <laughs> this is a great week. I mean, except for Clown House, this is a great week for bad movies. Oh, that are really actually kind of enjoyable. This is because this. I I, I don't like wrestling, and I do really enjoy the, it. Holds every well. frame of this movie is so entertaining. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tiny Lister, uh, Joan Severance, Kurt Fuller, and Terry Bola, otherwise known as Hulk Hogan, and No Holds Barred. Hulk Hogan is rich in the greatest challenge of his life. No ring. No rules. No referee. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. No holds barred. Ready PG-13. Oh, this movie is so much fun. That looks really fun. It is so much fun. It, 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 so... I kind of want to watch this with The Running Man as a double feature. Uh, we did in our La Ventura packs. Uh, we, we watched nice. a bunch of Jesse Ventura movies. Uh, Predator, also, Running Man. Because this also has sort of like a, I don't know, like a evil media corporation who runs this town sort of thing going on, which is part of what makes it so fucking weird. Who's Kurt Fuller, the guy from Wayne's World and Ghostbusters, who's like mm-hmm. perfect yeah. in that slimy, wormy executive role and I'd be remiss if I didn't play my favorite scene from this movie uh give me <laughs> what's that smell <laughs> <laughs> 
Sarah looks horrified. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's just menacing a guy in his face. Those horrible sounds, isn't that? Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He he's rips. He rips the door off a window. Like a dog. Okay. But, but that's <laughs> like if I like the movie will make total sense if I told you it was written by Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. Over like a coke bender in a hotel room. Oh, of course. Over the course oh, of like a I weekend, we all just assume that it's it's crazy because like I like Vince McMahon is still in control of like almost all the wrestling the world watches and is uh, you know if, even if you don't watch wrestling, you probably heard he's very old, out of touch. He doesn't know how to work in other mediums very well. Like he clearly doesn't know how to work. I don't. I can't explain the Hulk phenomenon. It still doesn't make a ton of sense to me, mm-hmm. even though I was I was there, uh, lock, stock, and barrel. But a lot of that stuff didn't translate to the sc- to the screen, and like, <laughs> there is nobody meaner to wrestling fans than this movie. It it starts out in like a trash warehouse of like all like overall with no shirt guys like spit and dip like that is who they envision their fans. Oh, okay. uh, like it is it is it is so funny. It is so mean to the genre, but it's also Vince McMahon. So like this is all real. It's all. Re- it's all real. <laughs> okay. Uh, and okay. oh, when when Rip, Rip, Rip is who Hulk Hogan plays. He doesn't play Hulk Hogan. Oh. Uh, when he gets hurt, and his little kid is Jacob from his little brother, who's Jacob from Lost, is in a wheelchair, has to go to the hospital because he's so traumatized. It's like it is clearly written in one sitting. It doesn't make any sense, but it's well done and it's beautiful to look at. It is so fucking funny. It is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Every seven seconds, it does something that it will like. Why did this movie do that? Like, I know it's, it's, it's just, just wrestling, it right? I, I think a little bit, like, because like the That's point just what wrestling the, is. wrestling is a simple, a simple play of good and evil, right? And so is this fan. So yeah. is this film, uh, and and it, it was also very weird. Tiny Lister, who other people know as Debo from Friday, or the mm-hmm. president in Fifth Element, uh-huh. or the guy in Dark Knight who says, "Give it to me." Uh huh. Uh huh. Tell him mm-hmm. I took it. Now I know who we're talking Give about. Give it to me. He wasn't a wrestler, but in order to promote this movie, they made him, they made his character real mm. and brought ah. him over to WWE. But Tiny Lister is not a wrestler. Mm-hmm. It did not go over very well because he doesn't want to get hurt or take bumps. He's a bodybuilder slash actor and sure. not, not a ballet acrobat. And uh, <laughs> says so character Zeus was brought over the WWE. It, it, this is so surreal. And this bomb. <laughs> So hard, mm. so hard. Yeah. But I swear to Christ, it's worth another look. We thought it would. It was. It took the longest time to get a DVD release mm-hmm. uh, because everybody was kind of embarrassed by it. But I swear, like this, and like I still like. We just talked about Roadhouse. I prefer mm-hmm. this to Roadhouse. This yeah. is funnier, Whoa, more consistently. Wow. That uh, might be fighting words. Yeah. Roadhouse is a, see where you're coming from. Roadhouse is a, a beautiful, stupid. competent okay. movie. Uh, <laughs> this is not. This is not. This is not competently done. Have y'all done a yes. laser time about Hulk Hogan's non-wrestling oh. ventures? Maybe because we should. I am, f- like, as a non-wrestling fan, everything else that he does outside of the ring, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. Is also fascinating. Like his remember speed New Year pets brother, and like <laughs> okay, so I guess he's a he's a Bob the thunder in paradise. So <laughs> yeah. like, uh, but I mean, like yeah. his his reality show, and he spawned his weird daughter, and then you know <laughs> the Gawker. All of that is like oh, single handedly took down fascinating. Yeah, uh, he oh, and that's just the recent stuff. See, I right, was like, exactly. anytime I saw oh. Hulk Hogan's in a movie. It's going to be like Suburban Commando. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want any part of this. This is 
uh, you know, this is for kids. Mm. And this, like, I don't know who it thinks it's for. I guess kids? Yeah, I, I think, well, I, I think it's, it's trying to have it both ways with wrestling. It is, it is told very simply, but it, mm. it simultaneously, like, insults its fans and insults the intelligence of the audience. It's Do you think the wonderful. fans took it that way? Uh, they didn't go see it. Okay. Like it's it just been considered in the wrestling community in particular a giant joke, but gotcha. revisiting it now is so much fucking fun. It okay. is this so no holds funny. barred is so great. It's, it thinks it, it really does think that it's like it's like like wrestling is literally the biggest thing in the world, yes. and like it's like we'll cut into a presidential address to show wrestling. Yeah. Important. Yes, it's it's like the same way like over the top treats arm wrestling and the mm-hmm. wizard treats video games. Like there's no <laughs> other thing happening the in the world. Roadhouse but wrestling. treats bouncing. <laughs> treats bouncing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Roadhouse. I said the Roadhouse. The Roadhouse. The Roadhouse. Down at the Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie is hysterical, and part of the reason Hulk Hogan became the most famous wrestler was because of a great performance in a rock movie and I, I think that they, they thought he would be a natural movie star but like I don't know Hogan he's amplified for wrestling it's just like it is very silly in a movie and mm-hmm. no one is sexualized more than Hulk Hogan in this movie there is a Yeesh. downward into the crotch ass shot <laughs> when the woman wakes up and he's doing like push-ups on the edge of the bed and he just turns around Hello. Push-ups on the edge of the bed? Yeah, his feet are up on the bed. Oh, his feet are on the bed. Okay. And so she's looking down, like, into the taint, and he's got his thongs on, and he's shirtless and sweaty. Nobody wants to see a man from that angle. It's not a good (laughs) angle for any, well, women, but but not, yes. And he just, he turns around and is like, hey. And, like, it's it's so wonderful, because Hulk Hogan had a... Was pitching pitching everything, so he clearly loved himself as, mu- as much as he yeah. loved the audience. I, I, I can't say enough nice things about this movie. It is so fucking funny. It is really good. Please, this is this is the lock of the week. That's not even the indulgent <laughs> shit I was going to get into, but definitely it was a huge bomb. Mm. And yeah. we did a Laser Time episode about things that still aren't on DVD. Some of the stuff isn't, but that I think this had a really late dvd release to where like i mm-hmm. saw this in a revival theater on an original print because that was the only way you wow. could legitimately see it mm-hmm. uh officially see it but uh it, it's well maybe we'll get a criterion it deserves to be remembered it is <laughs> the best it is look you ready for this mickey rourke it's the best movie ever about wrestling Ooh. It's yeah, uh, a scripted Ooh. movie. Scripted movie documentaries are lovely. Beyond, beyond the mat and wrestling with shadows are much better. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Why, why am I moving things on? We're moving the television to 1989 in June. There's nothing <laughs> happening. There's nothing happening. But I just like I wanted to grab this because it made me giggle. Because mm-hmm. all it's again very very small, much smaller world. There are three channels. Fox is just getting started. Um, Cable's not really doing much, but everything goes off the air in May. Yeah, uh, everything goes in a, in a reruns, and one of the only new things out on June first is an ABC News special hosted by Sam Donaldson, who looks horrifying. I just wanted to say that, like he looks, he looks. I mean, I always, always look like a Romulan. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I was gonna say the eagle from the Muppets, but also Sam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or like a melted Kabuki mask, and he's always looked like that. Uh, but he, he, like, this is so awful to me because it's all on YouTube. It is the expose ABC News special, lying, cheating, and stealing in America, and it's. Fucking overly sensationalized garbage. Good evening, I'm Sam Donaldson. 
Those voices you just heard are the sounds of a nation in trouble, a nation whose ethical fiber is unraveling. For only yesterday, the man second in line for the presidency, Speaker of the House Jim Wright, resigned his office under an ethical cloud. Tonight, we'll look at what's happened to our nation's ethics. We'll look at three major areas, lying, cheating, and stealing for personal gain or power. How would we define ethical behavior? Well, it's the way you'd probably act if your mother or your child... Right, shut up. It, it's... What? It is this horseshit <laughs> bridge to like... Okay. Wow. To, to pretend there's an epidemic of lying, cheating, and stealing yeah. by showing un, like unrelated previously shot news pieces together. This sounds... Like what he was just saying sounds the in, like the introductory paragraph for a intro to philosophy students <laughs> like <laughs> midterm, basically. Yeah, ethics 101. Yeah, Ethics mm. 101, basically. Yeah. Like, in this essay, I will examine <laughs> three areas. I will cite oh one example you, instead of three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what one of the reasons uh, Jim Wright resigned as Speaker of the House? Here's how sure. heavy his ethics were. Um, he, it looks like he bulk purchased his own book so that it would seem like it sold better and he could get higher speaking fees. Uh huh. And what a lame thing to do. Wait a minute, I thought you were going on. That's it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks like there's something about, uh, you know, his wife being given a job so that uh, it would, I don't know, help butter him up or avoid limits on gifts. Um, the fuck? The president right. does this all the time now and hires his children. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, uh, we can't it, even. Yeah. I'm going to start weeping if we keep talking about, like... I can bring yeah. it back. Wow. It looks like, okay, there might have been some influence peddling when it came to, like, the savings and loan crash. Okay. Okay, that's still... Um... Small fucking potatoes to what we deal with every goddamn day. But the tiniest it's, potatoes. It's overly. Remember since, when we had standards? Sam Donaldson. They they talk about like a, and this truck was stolen in plain sight. In this church, money was stolen from the from the train. Like, these are from like over the course of ten years, and unrelated mm. stories. This isn't a rash. These are isolated incidents you're putting together to make it look like America has an ethical crisis. It it's just. It, oh, it, it, it infuriated me so much yeah. that I was so happy to get to something that I watched over and over again. Uh, that I'm 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 gonna take a huge bet that Sarah and Diana have not seen this at all. Okay. Uh, all right. This week uh, on ABC on Saturday morning, McGee and Me airs the yeah, first episode of McGee and Me, and no. I watch these constantly. And before I tell you why, I want to play. A little clip. This is from the episode called The Big Lie, where uh, uh, this little kid moves to town. Uh, he also draws and animates this character who comes to life and talks to him. Uh, and he moves to town and he gets bullied by these guys and like, go bother this old man who lives in this weird old house. And he goes and like, eh, he's just this weird Indian guy. And then he goes back to these bullies and he makes up a bunch of stories about him. Like, we got to get this dude. And it's called The Big Lie because this lie spirals out of control to where it almost kills this Indian weird Indian fellows rabbits. Oh boy! Uh, but it's it's <laughs> yeah it's it's Yikes. it's fucking weird. Uh, but it premiered here, and here's a clip from it. It's uh I'm it's gonna be long, but I just want you to, I want you to experience this because I have this memorized verbatim because of how much I oh watched this. Okay. What if he said something about someone and you know they got in big trouble for it? Oh. Well, son, nobody likes to get somebody in trouble. But if it's the truth, then... Of course, if it's not the truth, 
then a lot of people could get hurt. There's a person that's being lied about, but also the person that's doing the lying. Because not only will the truth eventually find him out, but the very fact that lying is a sin, well, that sin starts to cut off his relationship, his friendship with God. I knew it! But there's also a third person that gets hurt. Yeah, there is. You remember Jesus says that whatever we do to others, we do to him. So it only stands to reason if we lie and hurt another person, we actually hurt Jesus. Lies make baby Jesus cry? Okay. I okay. I was raised Catholic, y'all. So I, have a very, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I, I thought, oh, good, teaching to not bully and not yeah. spread rumors about someone. That'd be good. And there's a point where just the his tone is not like I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. His tone is Jesus is crying because of you. Yeah. Like that I know is, this is going to be Christian. I just can feel it is going to be that. Oh, your act prevented Jesus from masturbating. That is like Bummed one of the most. <laughs> fucked up things that we do to children when we teach them about like Christianity is teach them that the the baby like little sins that they do that like are just like mistakes you you really bummed out the ghost could hurt the all powerful omnipotent man's feelings like and that's why you shouldn't do it the guy who created supernovas and sea otters and black holes but you hurt his feelings yeah you lied about what Marvel cards you had it really really bothered him that is uh, but this is McGee and me, and, and to me, this is fascinating. Here's a little promo, because there's nothing else to talk about this week. It's here, McGee and me, the great new children's video series from Focus on the Family. Shit, McGee! It's a magical adventure that captivates children, a real-world drama, an animated wonder that teaches biblical values. Treat your children to the new video series, McGee and Me, from Focus on the Family and Tyndale House Public. Oh, okay. okay. So, that explains God damn. a okay. lot. Okay, yeah. No, I was fine with this until that. Focus, yeah. focus on, on the, the family. family. Focus on the family. Only <laughs> no. one kind of family, though, y'all. Yeah. Only mm-hmm. one kind. My family. No right. beards. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Ooh, I'm so, with teaching people like good values and yeah if you got to do it through guilt with you're making baby Jesus cry okay fine because I mean maybe they'll still learn the good value as long as there's a good lesson and that lesson is not like those people are going to hell Timmy uh, I'm fine with it but focus on the families a fucking hate group yeah so, so my, like my upbringing was I was obsessed with pop culture I mm-hmm. kind of had to buy my own video games and VHS's and we rented most stuff we didn't get bought a lot uh, my poor ass grandma probably bought me more video games than my dad did, but she shopped exclusively at a Christian store. So they all had oh, Noah or uh, Moses in them. Yeah. So every year for Christmas, I got a McGee and me VHS and my mm-hmm. sister and I love them because they're very well made. Uh, usually Christian allegories that combine pretty decent animation and it aired 12 episodes over the course of the next six years. <laughs> Wow. 12 episodes God. on video over the next couple of years. Uh, sometimes they were an hour long. I remember I was in church camp, and when one of these came out, it was a really big deal. So I watched these things over and over and over again. And I know I mentioned it on another laser time, and a couple of you were with me, but me, McGee and me was all over the place. I think the network demanded, like, dude, get all this God shit out of here, and we'll let you mm. air. They, they got yeah. to air two episodes, and then they kind of balked at the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. it does look expensive. There's a ton of original music. Yeah. It's 
It, Which is really rare for Christian programming. <laughs> like, let's they, be honest. They somehow end up with a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Who uh, yeah, no, yeah, just look, looking into that a little bit, it looks like, okay, Trinity Broadcast Network, of course, we yes. ran them. Um, and yeah, Lisa, so ABC tried them out. Mm-hmm. But obviously having to edit down to make room for commercials, they could just conveniently edit out the really specific Jesus stuff. They did the same shit to Charles Schultz, man. Mm. It's, Ooh. it's what happens when you don't have Jesus no. in your life. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, McGee and me, I know a couple of you are with me because even it was a much smaller world that like we had like 12 videos and no streaming services yeah. in three <laughs> channels. My sister and I watch this all the time. Wow. It, it, like all the time. And whatever indoctrination it and did. that's why you it, never lie. Yeah. <laughs> Tip of the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm shuffling like 18 things on the <laughs> desk right now. Um, including Sarah's husband. <laughs> having an affair with. Uh, but oh, other than that, God. only thing that aired this it. week was the Tony Awards. And Oh, hello. I'm going to look oh. at this and see if anything I've ever heard of won this, anything. Maybe it's better this if like, I decide that. This is a dry-ass year. It is. I'm Our looking town, through it. It's like, for Best Survival, yeesh. Our town is... Philip Bosco won for Lend Me a Tenor. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is... <laughs> these all, all right, sound Tiny like... Chronicles, I've heard of that. Jerome Robbins' Broadway for Best Musical. There's only three nominees. That sucks. Oh, uh, shit. Jason Alexander won for Best Performance by a Leading Actor in a Musical. Yeah. Jason, I don't know. He okay. had a Tony. Oh, yeah. That's He's, cool. I mean, Baransky, I get too. it. Yay. Hey, look at that. Uh, all of these titles, Jerome Robbins, Broadway, all these sounds like punchlines in an oh, hello bit. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know any of these. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I just can't believe people, even now, still do Our Town. Which is all you gross. use a ladder. It's dumb. It's, it's, great. <laughs> it's not good. Low production values. Yeah, I guess. Speaking yeah. Uh, well, low production Even values. Deep. On the flip side oh, of that. Oh shit! Madeline Kahn was in Born Yesterday. What? Uh-huh. Is that the I monkey see movie. That. Uh, <laughs> in terms of better pr- uh, production values, the game Populous releases uh, for PC this week. Our Amiga, I think it debuts on, but uh, it's. Known as the very first God game, you play as God. You manipulate the world Ooh. and the weather and the Ooh. terrain. And, and when any time someone lies about their neighbor, right, you get your feelings he hurt. He gets real piss. Yeah. Oh man, his hat flies off, steam comes out of his ears, and he ruffles his beard. So it's so cute mm-hmm. when God gets pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's developed by Peter Molyneux, who many of you might know, Bullfrog Entertainment, and it goes on to be one of the best-selling PC titles ever, mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and a pretty legitimate franchise. The Super Nintendo one would come later. Back off me, I was never smart enough to play this game on any platform because uh, I'm not God, and I won't play him. Uh, music of 1989, <laughs> May 31st to June 6th. January, June 6th. I got it right the first time. We have new releases. Agent Orange by Sodom. Flowers in the Dirt by Paul McCartney. Peter Gabriel's Passion, uh, a re-recording of his score from The Last Temptation of Christ. Very good, as we detailed Very in that cool. episode. Very cool. In Step by Stevie Ray, Z- Ray Vaughan. Work in Overtime by Diana Ross. And World in Motion by Jackson Brown. And oof, Rock On by Michael Damien is number one. I don't know that I know this song. Hey, well, but kids. It's, it's, it's advertised from the hit film Dream a Little Dream. Rock On. Hmm. It's, it's ridiculous. It's okay. like it's, It sounds like someone... Improvising, we'll put music in later. Yeah, like, yeah. just do it. <laughs> Make a rock song. Yeah. Hey, man, rock on. Uh, but we'll close out with that. But please, 
don't judge us by this song. It's just what happened this week. And yeah, when we get we back... We all have to suffer together. Right. And you'll, mm-hmm. you'll get to suffer through what happened in 1999. Uh, hope you like Star Trek. Hey, kids, rock and roll. You know, guys, we overshare a lot on 302010, so I don't think I'm out of line by saying sexual performance issues are more common than you think. Over 25% of new erectile dysfunction cases are guys under 40, just like you. But thankfully, you have more options than ever, thanks to 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. And you lucky listeners can get your first month for just five bucks by going to 4hims.com slash TTT. That's three T's. For real, don't get defrauded online by sketchy marketplaces. 4HIMS provides convenient access to U.S. doctors online and real medicine dispensed from American pharmacies. Quit messing around with weird solutions, man. Turn to science. They can make ED optional. It's completely confidential and discreet, and there are no more in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. Save a couple hours and a lot of money. HIMS has been featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, and Playboy. And now my favorite part, HIMS is hard, mateys. <laughs> I love saying that. So get your first month of HIMS for just five bucks. That's right. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last and subject to doctor approval. See the website for full details and safety information. And remember, this could cost you hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. So go to 4HIMS.com slash TTT. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash three T's. Once again, that's 4HIMS.com slash TTT. Coming in with Holla Holla by Jaw Rule off of Vinny Vitti Vici, uh, Jaw Rule's album. Uh, welcome to the least embarrassing thing Jaw Rule's ever done. Uh, I, I like this song. <laughs> I like this song. I, I kind of, yeah, most Jaw Rule things, I'm like, I'm kind of into this. Well, the last 10 years you only read about him, like, oh, he scammed a bunch of money out of a yeah, fire oh, festival. That, he yeah. just got out of prison. That uh, stuff I'm not down with, obviously. Uh, oh, 50 Cent bought out the first four rows of his concert uh, on Groupon. That's, where my that's one of the funniest things, things that's ever happened. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> I aspire to rise to that level of petty. I that is. Petty. Wish I had the clip on me because I can't say the end word. He's like, yeah, I wanted that motherfucker to look out in the empty four empty rows on all sides. Like, dude, what? A, <laughs> bring it to the grave. Pity. I love pettiness. <laughs> well, that's the music of 1999, of course. Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin is still number one, um, as it should be. Other new releases eh. of 1999. Sarah, there you go. Mike and the Mechanics, self-titled oh. fifth album. Yeah, yeah, that one gets me right in the field. I, I thought that was going to be the record, but I couldn't I couldn't remember the name. Ten Eleven Woodland by The Fix is also out this week. Straight Ahead by Pennywise, No Angel by Dido. Here Comes the Bride by The Spin Doctors. Hmm. That's a Spin Doctors album I never heard of before. Uh, Animal of the State by Blink One Eighty Two, and On the Six by Jennifer Lopez. That is Ooh. her debut album. Two huge albums in a row. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Animo of the State was one. I was like, "Wait, do I know that one?" See, so look at just yeah, one do. glimpse of the cover. I'm like, 
Everyone I knew had this. That's, of course I do. Yeah. It, it immortalizes sure. one of my favorite shows and people of all time after he had already quit. John Henson from Talk Soup. Oh. Uh, he is in, oh. he's in the music video for What's My Age Again. Oh. And the video came out like two weeks after he quit Talk Soup. And I don't know <laughs> Greg Kinnear in the soup. I never saw Hal Sparks in the Talk Soup. I, d- I didn't see a lot of Joel McHale. I love John Henson's Talk Soup so much, and it's it's nowhere. I love all the iterations of Talk Soup, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen a little oh, bit yeah. of all of them, and they're all good. It's it's hard to fail uh, yeah. in, until we get to the next segment, and we'll find out what did. Mm. Uh, yeah. But 1999, May 31st, May 31st through June 6th uh, of 1999, that's some big-ass news right there on the 1st of June. Napster debuts. Ooh, girl. It has begun. Hell yeah. I I don't, I remember like, I I wish I could talk about this and like somehow tell myself I was doing something noble and great and not murdering the music industry. But this made me buy, this in a a Mm Counter-Strike, which was basically my introduction to online gaming, made me buy my own PC and go into debt for quite some time. Mm. Almost ruined a friendship between uh, me and your husband. Oh, damn. Got his dad to co-sign on a fucking awful gateway oh computer. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I paid too much. We just kept adding stuff. Yeah, $2,500. That seems that seems legitimate. Sure, I work at a reasonable. Chinese restaurant. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, two big music news, mm-hmm. like 10 years apart. Right, like, new formats. Yeah, yeah. really mm-hmm. like industry-changing stuff. And... To be honest, I've never, I, I like, I like music at this point was so important to me. I don't know that I grew out of music like most people normally do, oh my or God, Napster yes. devalued it entirely. Yes, mm. I was just talking about that this weekend actually with my mom, and my sister, because we are having a conversation about how I don't really listen to music anymore. Mm-hmm. I just really yeah. don't. Like, I all my like listening time in the car, everything is. All podcasts generally. And it's mostly if I see mm-hmm. a really great movie with a good soundtrack, I yeah. will rock out for a couple days. Right, but you're not buying an album. I, mean, I the, did buy the Spider-Verse soundtrack. And the last album I bought that's not like a compilation, like a, mm-hmm. a soundtrack is, is Lizzo's, which by the way is great. Lizzo's album is so good. But I, my mom was like, that's not true. You love music. Like mm-hmm. I remember when you were in high school, you would make playlists and make <laughs> CDs all the time and blah, blah, blah. And this like goes back to my theory that like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, unless music is your hobby and interest, Mm -hmm. most normal people, their music taste is arrested in high school. Yeah, well, I think music is... And you are only listening to the stuff you listen to in high school or stuff that sounds like the stuff you listen to in high school. Music is mostly... Poetry. Somehow, of, it has to be related tangentially. Yes. It's, it's, it's the poetry yeah. of cliches. And mm-hmm. I say that as a good thing. Yes, and those of work the best on you when you're young. And your brain is full of like love and hormones and yeah. idealism. Yeah, when you're discovering yeah. everything for the first time exactly. and then the world starts to, to make sense and not make sense at the same time, music is there for you. All the stuff and, that I like, all my favorite artists are artists that I discovered in high school and like early college, like Ani DeFranco and, mm-hmm. you know. Dave Matthews and Jump Old Children and, you know, just, yeah. Everything else I'm kind of like, eh, so th- about. Well, but, I mean, in some ways, Napster, I mean, music moving online, I think, is generally a good thing because you can find shit now. Mm-hmm. Like, it used to be, I'd, you know, read an autobiography of, 
you know, some rock star and they would talk about the stuff that influenced them. It was always like this obscure ass blues stuff that I can't freaking find. Remember that shit. And in now fucking, I can find it. In Nirvana's albums, Kurt Cobain would talk about like the fucking raincoats. I'm like, oh, the raincoats. Like, let's go to Sam Goody and see if we, no, of course it's not there. No, and if it was, it'd be 1899 it. right. on CD. Right. So like, yeah, I, so I love that music went online. That is great. Napster though, because it's basically self-curated, I just have one fucking thing to say about Napster, and that is every funny song is not by Weird Al. I was <laughs> just about to bring that oh up. My God, you know, so if, if it's a song about, because like, I, I saved every song I ever downloaded from Napster. Someday I want to like whip it out and see like <laughs> what this sounds like. But if the song is about beer, weed, or racism, it's not Weird Al. He didn't do that. <laughs> And every like, but that that was the crazy thing. So like, I, I know there's file sharing programs and such and such today. BitTorrent, I think, is what most people still steal stuff with. Um, mm-hmm. But what what was weird about Napster is that you search for their song and in like, I, I was there watching it grow. Mm-hmm. And oh, I mm-hmm. can't find that one. Like, and sooner or later, yeah, that shit showed up. And there's a thousand yeah. versions of it. Yeah. And here's new stuff that's not even released yet. But what you could do is you uh, even if you're you could. Music is so small. Uh, the MP3 format was a big part of this. That yes, you'd definitely. So I was like on a 56k at my parents' house, and so like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting, a, I got a good connection, and you'd see who you're downloading from. You could click on them mm-hmm. and then scour their library and steal from the fast people. Wow. And there were and like <laughs> people on, and that's why the people who ended up getting sued were people on college campuses who kind of like left their computers on T1s mm-hmm. and yep. basically facil- accidentally facilitated mm-hmm. all that music sharing. Because I still don't know of another, uh, since like Kazaa, I don't know another sharing program that works like that. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said before in the previous segment, like we were real Luddites when it comes to technology. So I actually, Napster was basically done by the time I got into mm. downloading music. And then for Parents me- are also was, big Metallica fans. Huge. <laughs> huge. Um, mm. But then for me, it was Kazaa and LimeWire. Emu. All those. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, there was a new thing that propped up uh, popped up a couple of years after that, which was through LiveJournal. I discovered no. these communities wow. of people who would post albums and sometimes like mix CDs and stuff that you could go follow a Dropbox link from like SendShare or any of these like, you huh. know, Dropbox-like mm-hmm. services and you would just follow that link there and be able to download music from there, which I feel like was the new way to do it basically which is very interesting to find interesting yeah although you know as much as i i'm not original in ranting about the weird owl thing it did in a weird way do a good thing for uh my husband michael in that he was looking for like weird owl i don't know if you call them b-sides or whatever he was looking for something and he ended up with a bunch of spike jones that was all mislabeled yeah and he's playing it and i was like no that's spike jones not the film director (laughs) but the predecessor to weird al when it came to i mean like 30s and 40s stuff and you know he's got like a full orchestra with him and so it's freaking hilarious the guy who did one of my favorite looney tunes cartoons the three little bops Hmm. yeah and he did to fear his face i think Mm -hmm. people you did maybe know that one the best but oh my god he's super super funny and i was listening to him as a kid and thought it was great and no one else knew he was and i was like I'm weird because my parents like old things. It's old for them. And now i it's like twice as old for me. It's like old squared. And now my husband likes Spike Jones, So that's nice. That's cool. You're really going to love the post-credit sequence to Roseanne. He shows up quite a bit. Well, and also and- one of the things that you're saying about, you know, going back and like Napster being good 
to find like these old mm-hmm. things that you just can't find a Sam Goody. Like it mm-hmm. kind of speaks to like this weird thing that happened where I think that this whole file sharing thing opened up a lot of people to more music. Like yeah. almost in a way that yeah. it helped the art, but it did mm-hmm. not help the industry. And unfortunately, oh, God, it's no. like this terrible marriage between yeah. like you have to make money in order to continue doing art because we don't have patrons anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you have these appreciators and myself included, I'm guilty of it too, like who are downloading things for free and mm-hmm. loving bands, but then not spending money on them in order that for them to continue to create music and yeah. stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have like my music taste would have opened up as much if I hadn't had, you know, file sharing in my life right but discovery baby yeah but then i mean like what does it do to the industry if it fucking ruins it it's like a, a terrible catch it, 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 well, i was still buying music but it was perfect for like i don't want to buy jars of clay's album for a flood and my, mm-hmm. my my big example is uh nine inch nails the perfect drug mm-hmm. it was on mm-hmm. the lost highway soundtrack which for some reason like was always 22.99 and mm-hmm. like 1990s dollars mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't like the Marilyn Manson song or the Smashing Pumpkin song. I just wanted the perfect drug. And it like they came out with a single that was only remixes. And like, there's no way to do this. Uh, that's not $25. Right. So then here's Napster with a solution. Like, I don't have to pay $20 for one song. Mm-hmm. I, I still can't. Like, I've been, been able to download music for so long. I forgot having to live through that. It was fucking awful. You couldn't even walk out with a sense of satisfaction unless you're buying like a fucking Aerosmith album because they're guaranteed to make seven videos off of each album. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> crying amazing crazy. And yeah, well. yeah, But it, like, yeah, like, I, I Napster absolutely ruined everything. Yeah. But it would have yeah. been something else. It would have been. It would have been sure. something yeah. else. Well, if, it's one of those, say, if the, if the industry had gotten ahead of it, yep. then it would have been different. But the, if the industry but hadn't had enough... Sucked. Sucked. <laughs> oh no. I mean it was an industry based on exploiting the artist. Yeah. So you know the artist like in in treating music like it costs as much as like a Terminator two? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. And like it is a, it should be a dollar a song. And if there's mm-hmm. ten if there's ten songs on an album, it shouldn't be twenty dollars in nineteen eighty five money, which it right. was. Right. Uh yeah. crazy. But that's also why it doesn't make money. <laughs> it doesn't make anybody rich anymore. Yeah. Selling just selling music. Unless you're Taylor yep. Swift. Um, but yeah, wow, we talked a long time about that. But uh, this is our favorite segment. Dang, man. Well, if she's Kitty's running through the Venetian blinds, it means she's <laughs> not throwing up. So yeah. have fun, Kitty. She's Ruin the show. Doing toots, though, so that's good. Uh, is she? <laughs> yeah. That might have been me. Uh, movies of 1999, <laughs> May 31st through uh, June 6th, uh, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace is still number one at the box office. And everyone Get used to saying that. wasn't really happy yeah. about it. I don't know that it lasted Did for that last long. Yeah, it lasts for a while, yeah. Does it? Okay. It's the number one grossing film of the year. Everyone at this point, if they haven't seen it, maybe they're going back to see it. Maybe people who waited out and decide, like, well, I might as well. Maybe if I watch it again, it'll be better. I I know I'll come up on it on 302010 when I went to go see Star Wars. Because, like, everyone told me it was so bad. I, like... Mm. I was, and I also had at this point I'd adopted a persona mm-hmm. that Planet of the Apes is better than Star Wars and you're all dumb for liking Star Wars you should like Planet of the Apes this is I who I was that. in the uh, <laughs> I late love 90s that you just adopted a thing I did I, it, was like a, it was like a chosen thing that I did to annoy it's my true. nerd friends we all do those fun things when we're I teenagers did that. Uh, I wear fake glasses we can all do things <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other movies out this week that aren't The Phantom Menace this is 
Fucking, uh, this is a crazy week because uh, some of these this are pretty is special. Really weird. This is weird. We got a little bit of everything here, guys. Christopher Lambert uh, in Resurrection. That's this is not a Highlander movie. No, he's he's a cop. The lab says it wasn't human. It says it was lamb's blood. A detective is about to test his faith. All the victims were 33 years old, the same age as Christ when he died. The guy's rebuilding the body of Christ. And it's sanity. Resurrection. Oof. What? Uh, this, how was this in, released in a theater? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's another one of these sort of religious team. The, the, the religious theme thrillers, we have like such a fucking spate of them in, in, in 98 and 99. Mm-hmm. This is just the latest in them. I think it's the same director as Highlander, though. Do you think like, it, oh, come on, guys. Do you think it's because we're getting close to like the millennium and people are- I totally yeah. think so. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's, That's why we get end of days and stigmata. Right. And, uh, oh, what's the one with Christopher Walken? And then there's another one. And prophecy? there's a guy. No, not yeah. the prophecy. That's a vampire movie. Oh, yeah, prophecy. No. It might be. Well, it was also at a time where like the TBN group could make their own movies, mm. and like I want to find clips of it because that shit was fucking disgusting. God wants you yeah. to go see this. Buy tickets you're not going to use. Give them oh. to people if you can. Just buy extra. And they hammered that into their fucking constituents for like eight hours a day for weeks. It was truly evil shit. Mm-hmm. Please yeah, go see this then- Casper Van Dien movie. Um. <laughs> yeah, this this one on the other hand uh, almost got NC seventeen for its gore. Ooh, wow! Okay, I like it. Yeah. Now. So okay. I like it now. Um, That's fun. Foreshadowing uh, a movie in the next segment that really took on Passion of the Christ uh, in a really Ooh. weird category. Uh, also out this week, I love saying this name: Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mm-hmm. Okay. <gasps> Finally did it right. Shut up. Uh, Limpo is out this week. <laughs> Jumpin' Joe Gastineau. Friend of yours? Not exactly. Mr. Dark and Moody killed two people. Took them out on a fishing boat and they both drowned. Okay, I'm not playing any more of this. We're never going to get a sense of what this movie's about. <laughs> you know, it, it has a really hard time just in the trailer because first it makes it seem like it's Northern Exposure. Like, it's about this wacky town uh, in Alaska. And then it's like, oh, wait, it's a moody relationship drama about David Strathair and who's damaged Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. And then and then it's the dangerous, most dangerous game. Oh, wow. <laughs> With the good night a, and good luck, the movie guys? Is I mean, all of those things. I'm kind of into so, all those things, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a John Sayles joint, which I I do love my John Sayles joints because he just takes a whole bunch of character actors, puts them all together with some sort of vaguely interlocking stories that maybe go somewhere, maybe don't as much, and then off they go. And then, yeah, this one, the back half, it turns, they're like being hunted by somebody and they're trapped on an island. And it's like, well, this was unexpected. Wow. I'm just happy someone gave a shout out to John Sayles. I just, unboxing some Dude. DVDs and like, Sunshine State. What? Oh, it's a John Sayles movie with Edie Falco shot in a beach I go to. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I, there, there's some movies that it's like, no one else champions them, so I have to. Lone Star. Yeah, like, dude. I went off forever on this show back in like 96. Mm-hmm. Lone Star is like the best fucking movie, dude. Everyone Ooh. should watch it. Uh, anyway. Like another, what would you, would you call the next movie a good movie? You know. I find it I very entertaining. Admit, I, I have to admit I haven't seen it mm. and I had heard bad things. But the more I read about it, the more I do want to watch it. 
It's And I think I will now. Do you want to develop a further appreciation for Quentin Tarantino or dare I say Kevin Smith? No. <laughs> <laughs> Then maybe no, I feel like I'm maxed out properly on them. Maybe yeah, free enterprise isn't for you because it is it is a movie about fandom mm-hmm. and and like we've mm-hmm. talked about like fanboys, but that's a decade later. Mm-hmm. This is a decade earlier, all about uh, people like Star Trek. Okay, and William Shatner shows up to play himself uh, periodically throughout the film, but it's about uh, every conversation is about uh, like twenty somethings, very handsome, uh, who like Star Trek. But. God. They're about to discover. Make a big scene. Mr. Shatner, I would like to say that I think you are the greatest American actor ever. I'm a Canadian. That their lifelong hero. I've got an idea. Is definitely not of this world. It's a musical version of Julius Caesar. <sighs> I want to do the complete text. Well, I'll, I'll play Julius Caesar and all the other parts too. The man I idolized since I was two turns out to be a raving loon. Ouch. And now it's just it's just how long do you think William Shatner's been playing himself? Oh, I it's, think it's always over twenty years. And this also, is, you failed to mention this is Eric McCormick. Yes, Will William, of yeah. Will and Grace. I didn't recognize <laughs> yep. the name. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very handsome fella. Uh, yeah, Free Enterprise. An interesting sort of mullet thing going on yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I had heard that this was very self-indulgent yes. and it's like clearly that you know the the two guys are like the writer and the director just mm-hmm. self-insertion fanfic characters no, and it's... they talk endlessly about pop culture stuff and it goes nowhere and that made me go like ah, oh, that's a bummer we got a lot of that yeah. you know post tarantino but on the other hand I, I was reading up on it and they said they were inspired by my favorite year which is one of my favorite movies of all time hmm. And so now I'm interested. Sarah and I were shrugging, having not seen seen my favorite year. Right. Just just to catch up, it's about um, a nebbishy guy on a TV show who has to uh, babysit Peter O'Toole, basically, as drunk Errol Flynn for a weekend. Okay. (laughs) It's fucking great. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not a, it's not a right. bad concept. I'm the same idea. I like that. But, like, I think, you know, this concept will be brought about better later in the year by Spike Jones 2 with a movie Mm. about a... Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. can uh-huh. I just say right here, this is the most bizarre adaptation of a book that I've ever seen in my whole life. Okay. The next film. This next movie? Uh-huh. Yes, because it is, the author is credited in the story by, mm-hmm. but it has nothing okay. to do with his book, which is a conversation, nonverbal conversation told through the eyes of a gorilla to a man about why the world is really fucked up. If you haven't read Daniel Quinn's Ishmael, it's one of those, if you're uh, under 30, read it, and it'll blow your fucking mind. Because like, it's one of those books that like blows every young person's mind. It's like, the, this guy introduced me to the word memes before we ascribed it to like, sh- mm. to, like bad jokes we repeated on the internet. Sure. Like, it, like, Daniel Quinn's an amazing, very weird writer, and he wraps all his like, philosophy shit up in always weird fiction, like a second Jesus, or a monkey who can communicate through his eyes uh, it, it's but this movie's about Anthony Hopkins escaping prison okay. um, so, <laughs> so like and, and like at one point he gets on the chalkboard and he like starts reading from the book but other than that this has nothing to do with the book other than their gorillas in it uh, it, this is it is Weird. absolutely insane. Like I, I'm sorry, I'm like the only person who knows this much about instinct. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. <laughs> but in the movie Instinct, uh, more tyranny, Donald Sutherland, Cuba Jr., uh, and Anthony Hopkins in Instinct. 
was part of the animal group. To study the mind of a convicted killer. Are you a murderer? Oh, yeah. A psychiatrist. If you don't talk to me, I can't help you. Is prepared to risk everything. Academy Award winner Anthony Hopkins. Never had control. You only thought you had it. Academy Award winner Cuba Gooding Jr. Leading me into the jungle. He's leading you. Instinct. It, it is so fucking strange. Wow. It is so strange. Like if someone made a fucking Silence of the Lambs, Girls in the Mist ripoff, but like mm-hmm. inspired by Noam Chomsky. And at one point Hannibal like returns <laughs> to the board and like just starts reading verbatim from one of his books. Like it's very, very strange. It's a fucking terrible movie. Weird. And Ooh, Ishmael yeah. is, is not a terrible book. Well, uh, and I, wait, when did, so who, who wrote Ishmael? Daniel Quinn. Daniel Quinn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did that come out? Because the first time I heard of memes was from The Selfish Gene by Richard mm-hmm. Dawkins. Was that... Before or after? I have no idea. Okay. I don't. I don't even know when he wrote it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like I think. I think it's Just from curious. the ninety. I think it's from the early nineties. Okay, then the selfish gene came first, I think, mm-hmm. and that was Richard Dawkins. So. No, no, he was just like he has this book explaining like memes and genes and like yeah. just horse shit like uh like yeah you're you're just a vessel for your genes to travel through time okay and, like this sounds very <laughs> similar to the selfish gene yeah. so obviously inspired by yeah it has little to do with we'll your see. stupid body and that's all you care about but your genes don't care about your body I used to be a philosophy major oh it was, so all, it was the worst someone who I know it was oh Antisa knew me during those years it, it was, was very it was bad it was fine I read a lot of Ayn Rand y'all it mm-hmm. was real. <laughs> it was real bad. Uh, this movie is not recommended, but uh, anything by Daniel Quinn is recommended. Oh, no. Yeah, Story of B, Ishmael, the boy who grew young. I don't know. Like I read, a, I read pretty much every Daniel Quinn book there is. So yeah. I, I'm having a hard time remembering what they are. Uh, Buena Vista Social Club. That movie is out yeah. this week, and this, I like this set my dad's pants on fire. Oh, a lot of dads. Mm. I feel yeah. like this. This, this, this should be called this. NPR the movie. Yeah. absolutely yes uh npr rejoiner the film yeah and uh but diana maybe you can describe it a little more elegantly um actually i think the trailer does a decent job explaining it from bim vendors director of wings of desire in paris texas comes the story of an american musician who went searching for the sounds of an island and discovered the soul of a people. Artisan Entertainment presents the Buena Vista Social Club. Rated NC-17. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I am immediately, immediately hungry for Gordo's right now. <laughs> oh, God. Mm, yeah. It's 9 o'clock. The best Cuban restaurant in town. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, this is about Vim Vendors and Ry Cooter and Ry Cooter's son. I think it's like Joaquin might be there. Anyway, uh, they go to Cuba and they talk to all these people and they film lots of performances of the Buena Vista Social Club, which is a group of old musicians who are trying to keep alive and revive all this music in Cuba that was sort of pre the revolution in the 50s, a lot of which was sort of banned or dissuaded or shut down or whatever. But I mean, seriously, a lot of it goes back to the 30s Mm. and earlier, I think some of it. This this is the soundtrack of kind of the only time I've ever felt cool in my life. Because uh, me and some of the journalism students had a poker game and this was played pretty much every time. Nice. Cool. That is yep. very cool. It made me feel cool. Well, only for like a couple months. And uh, I could never spend much money, so I never won very well. Someone would always splash the pot and just buy it, and it sucked. 
So you don't, you don't have to tell me, Diana. Laser time is if if about nothing else. That's our sister show is all about uh, lost culture, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I do love little. Di- I don't know. I'm thinking I'm thinking of searching for Sugar Man because I haven't seen this, but like uh, something mm-hmm. that falls through the cracks and people just totally forget about until. Oh, sweet. There's this little resurgence. I hope yeah. people don't know this yep. from or, a cutely named Disney Facebook group. Or Lady from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Yes. Which, yeah. A recent episode of Laser Time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Mallory O'Mara. Yeah, Mallory O'Mara. Yes. Um, very, very nice yeah. lady. But yeah, even if you, you watch the movie, it's fun because like I just, anything in Cuba, Cuba's just such an interesting place. For real. You know. 500 years of history worth of interesting stuff going on. Some of it really terrible and some of it really great. Or you just listen to the soundtrack, which, geez, I knew so many people who had the soundtrack who didn't know it was a movie. Although I think the soundtrack might have come out before the movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, like, I'm, I honestly, die when I talk to you right now, I'm not sure this is not a band. Is it not a band? They kind of are. Because <laughs> it was an album. Like, well, it's a social yeah. club that plays music. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, originally it was, it was a club where all these musicians would meet up pre-revolution and it's like a whole part of the movie is them like trying to track down where it was and like no one can agree about it. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. But it's really good. I mm. like it. Well, there's not a lot of other cool stuff happening in the 90s. Please don't see Instinct. Uh, so no. <laughs> see anything but Instinct. Read some God, philosophy no. instead. Uh, yeah, dude, have a conversation with a gorilla. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Coco's gone. She can't sign to you anymore. Right. But, uh, no. That's it's a beautiful segment on that. Like, how do you think animals communicate? It's mostly through the face and the oh. body. And like, if, oh. if, if it was a gorilla that was real smart, he could like teach you to do that real fast. Okay. Because every mammal kind of gets like that. Like the gorilla in Congo? Who drinks the martini? Motherfucker. It always comes back to Congo. I can't talk about fucking monkeys without Congo. I got to talk about monkeys later in this segment. And, oh, in the next episode, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is horrible on June 4th uh, on Fox. It, again, everything's in reruns, but they have a weird experiment with a show we just talked about ending. Fishak presents the Mark 20. With 20 blades, we guarantee you the closest shave of your life. Mad TV primetime at 9, 8 central, Fox Friday. Okay, so yeah, the reruns, like repackaging of Mad TV. SNL's on this for years, but I didn't. That's true. I forgot Mad TV was doing it on Fox in the 90s Mm. over the summer. You could watch pretty terrible dad jokes on Mad TV. I don't know why they chose that one. Yeah. It's a Mach 20 razor blade. Isn't this funny? Like, dude, my grandfather has been making a show for a year. These were old, like, already run. Sketches, yeah, and more yeah. new stuff. Okay, uh, only, only, nah. only in our our recent past has like SNL done new shit during the week, mm. uh, or during the, in prime time. But uh, and yes, I'll, I'll save the big one for last, even though I don't think we have a lot to say about it. There's the Tony Awards uh, on the sixth in 1999, um, and a bunch of Fosse. Fosse wins Best Musical, Diana. There you go. Yes, there you go. Love um, and the. And Annie, get your gun revival of Bernadette Peters, who we just talked about. Ooh, Thank God. Ago. It, it looks like uh, Arthur Miller finally won a Tony. Thank God. Yeah. Um, that was nice. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Martin Short. Yes, Martin Short and Little Me. I, I don't know what any of these are. Lots of death and stuff. Oh, Christian Chenoweth won for You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I have seen that one. That's cool. Yeah, that's a really fun musical. And you know that who she is. That is where the uh, Muppets Just One Person song come from at Jim Henson's funeral. It's from the Charlie oh. Brown musical. Okay. I thought that was neat. 
Um, and I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. Anybody else can yeah. take the, the Tonys. But uh, MTV Movie Awards, I was definitely watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if they still do it. it was, uh, was they expanded to movie and TV a couple of years ago. Ooh. It's hosted you by Lisa Kudrow. Weird. Uh, yeah. Yay. I can't really picture that. Lisa Kudrow, the only friend I'd save in a fire. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that lady. That's fair. Oh, wait. I remember a bit from this. And it doesn't play in audio at all. What's oh, that? bummer. Because I remember it was Lisa Kudrow, so unless she hosts next year too, which is possible because all these movies look like they're from 98. And um, what's it called? Meet Joe Black is from 99. So maybe it's next year, but they had like a fake award for um, like best pausing. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, then she's like, and the winner is. And I think they just go to commercial. <laughs> we thought we lost you. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Uh, this is also, if you watched, uh, like MTV would constantly play like masturbatory documentaries about the movie awards. This mm-hmm. is also where Will Smith performed Wild Wild West mm-hmm. on stage and everyone left the oh, stage no. and forgot Stevie. Oh, uh, no. he's, just, he's just sitting there like, what are we doing next? And, uh, and this, everyone else stuff. leaves. Uh, so, so put that up there. By the way, Stevie Wonder not being blind is like the most inoffensive and fun conspiracy I've seen in a while. Really? Uh, there's a couple of clips on him online. I like, mean, there's that time he drove with Oprah in the car. <laughs> what? Yeah. He the, said that like it was like his life's dream to drive a car or some, something. And so they, they, they do, set take, something take up him out of the so salt he was flats able and just to drive. Let him and, open up. Yeah. There's a couple of clips on him online, like catching shit from the crowd and like microphones that are falling. And like, oh, all right. That's, that is definitely weird. Mm. Uh, but... I agree with this because best movie at the MTV Movie Awards this year is There's Something About Mary. And that movie is yep. fucking great. I love, it's really I good. love it. It'd be such a... Okay, be- <laughs> What? But Truman Show. Oh, okay. That's kind of what I would expect to win. But also Saving Private Ryan and Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. It'd, yeah. Be, that, it'd be that for best movie. The, the two the two are fighting for the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, the one with the come hair gel one over yeah. everybody. Good sure. for you. That really trash. Probably came down to Franks and Beans and Saving Private Ryan was right there with it. It's very on brand. One of them had the better Franks and Beans scene. Uh, Jim Carrey won for Truman Shows. Cameron Diaz. James Vanderbeek won for Breakout Male Performance in an MTV movie. Uh, I don't Uh, want your award. By the way, he beat Chris Rock for Lethal Weapon 4. (laughs) Well, he's a little much in that movie. You ever wonder why we call it a drive-thru? It's an action movie. It's bizarre that he is like in a category called breakthrough male. Yep. In '99. Uh, no, you know what's wrong though? Under Best Kiss, they have Lolita. <gasps> Ew, Ouch. gross. Who's that? What the fuck is that about? Jeremy MTV, Irons and Dakota Fanning. Really? You you couldn't pick someone out of like Varsity Blues or something? Girl. What the fuck are Jeremy that Irons is... and Dominique Swain doing there? Uh, it's really so fucked. Gross. <laughs> There's something about Mary also won best <laughs> fight with between Ben Stiller and the dog, and that that fucking dog dummy being thrown uh. through the window is still <laughs> cracks me the fuck up. Uh, and I love this best new filmmaker, Guy Ritchie. Mm. Yeah, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels okay. uh, has just come out, and MTV thinks this guy's really got something going for him, and. Little did they know he would go on to make Aladdin terrible. Mm. But uh, I haven't seen it hey, yet. But he's still you working. Know, 20 years later, he's still making expensive movies. So that's, true. that's something. He hasn't made a good one in a while. Something but. something frustrating, though, is best action secret sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Asteroid Destroys New York City won for Armageddon, but went up against Car Chase in France with De Niro pursuing 
Natasha McElhone. That's the only part of the movie I've seen. a real <laughs> thing that happened versus a computer-generated thing that happened. Wait, it, it won over Wait. Normandy Beach and Saving Private that's, that's super fucked. Yes. That's real Eddie bad. Griffin being haunted by meteors. Uh, yeah. CG meteors won over the Normandy Beach sequence. Uh, I, I don't know. Am I just going to have a problem uh, with every award show? New, I feel like we need a two podcast just about the FTV movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I'm down I'm for it. For sure. Patreon.com slash laser time. Let's yeah. make it a reality. Oh um, my God. That's so fun. How insane is that? Uh, and I, I would love to go back and watch these things because th- this Me was too. it was the most fun award show. Oh, with all the fashions yeah. and yeah, everyone absolutely. showed up wearing something stupid, did yep. something stupid, was in a dumb sketch, it was super drunk or high, a little drunk or, or high, yeah. yeah, yeah, sometimes tripping balls. But that's about it for television 1999. There's only one game to talk about this week, and that would be a little game from 1999. Ain't this game? You better get them before they get you. The Ape Escape was a little clever, action-y third-person platform where you play as a kid who must corral these escaped apes. They wear little helmets with sirens on their head that indicate their level of stress or... uh, or (laughs) whatever, but it's just... You you discover gadgets in a series... Just a fun, kinetic, fast-moving puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is it is notable because I think a year ago, the PlayStation released its anal- uh, the DualShock controller, which both vibrated and had analog sticks, mm-hmm. copying the N64 the boomerang controller. And the, Sat- the Saturn, we talked about Knights, uh, Jesus, I think like years ago. That was the Saturn's first attempt at analog controls. But this was mandatory. You couldn't play the game unless you had the new PlayStation controller, not the one that came with the original oh. systems. Uh, but whatever, you, you're going to want that controller, and you can get them pretty cheap now. You know what? we got to close out 1999, and thank God, with one of my favorite jams. God damn, I love this album. As a big Blink-182 fan. Can't say that I still am, because I, I... Are they still making music? I only follow... Uh, I don't think so. I only follow that one guy's UFO stuff. That's the stuff I'm real oh, interested yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to close out with What's My Age Again by Blink-182. Stay right there. We'll be right back in 2009. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23 And you still act like you're in freshman year What the hell is wrong with me? My friends say I should act my age What's wrong with you? That's about the time that she broke up with me No one should take themselves so seriously With many years ahead to fall in line Why would you wish that on me? I never wanna act my age What's my age again? Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, but, uh, but I, it's one of those things I love about this. This, this sketch can live anywhere, but it is buoyed by the government shutdown. Remember that? Hmm. Uh, back in no, was it November? November we had a government shutdown. It's, it's so hard to remember oh, yeah. all the time. chaos we we've been through. We had it for a time, <laughs> um, I, but it it is the earthquake. It's called Earthquake News Report, and it's the sketch where they're just reading stupid people's names at the oh, yeah. name change office. And every single part of this makes me. It's a lot of it is text driven because it's all these puns written on screen. <laughs> but people wanting to change their names. 
before being hit by an earthquake and underserved during the government shutdown. And I love uh, Rachel Brosnahan in this. It's one of the dirtiest jokes I saw this season. Uh, I'm Dr. Shana Steele, triage coordinator for family members worried about relatives who were in the change of name office. Um, Here's a list of rescued individuals taken to St. Joseph's Memorial Hospital. Lisa Simpson, Bill Cosby, Mario Party, Tiny Dick, and uh, pedophilia, and Keith, um, uh, how would you say that? Oh, Queef, Keith Queef. And I should mention that we did not know Mr. Queef was inside, so when he came out, it was a delightful surprise. I have never heard a queef joke on network television in my life. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. the ships at sea it's time for diana's classic corner where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching and for the week of may 31st through june 6th plenty of things to celebrate obviously june 6th means it is the 75th anniversary of d-day actually it was june 4th but you know whatever it's d-day no wait it was the 6th i'm all confused d-day so i don't know if you want to watch uh saving private ryan again or the longest day to celebrate because uh it's i mean it's the whole thing's a pretty impressive undertaking i mean they're attacking fortress europe and there's nazis and they have to go from low ground to high ground and yeah if that didn't go well uh we'd all be speaking german so hooray let's actually get to the real recommendations um 40 years ago this week strangely about the same weekend you know give or take a day i'm uh, honestly i'm fudging a date here but uh two movies we can talk about are the 40th anniversary of the muppet movie uh, which was released uh, May 31st, 1979. Um, I maintain to this day that the best special effect I think I've ever seen in my life is Kermit the Frog riding a bike. I'm still not sure how they do that. I'm kind of, I don't want to know because it's just, it's just so amazing. Obviously wires are involved somehow, but it's not like they can digitally paint them out. So yeah, if you haven't seen the Muppet movie in a long time, dude, it's, it holds up. It is really, really good. And then complete opposite direction but also involving special effects uh it's also the 40th anniversary of alien the ridley scott movie that um i've seen five or six times and it still scares the bejesus out of me the whole time i'm watching it even though i know what's going to happen i know where the scares are i i just start the, the creeping dread of this movie is so good damn it and um also, it does a thing that I think a lot of people don't know about, and I wish Hollywood would do more of now, which was gender and race-blind casting. They just hired the best actors that they thought were the best actors. Ripley is not written as a woman in the script at all. I mean, Sigourney Weaver comes in and reads for your movie. You you make her the star, goddammit. I wish more movies would do that. Just, like, there's nothing specific about any of the characters that says the, that's the black guy or that's not the black guy. So just, just hire the best people, man. So those are my recommendations, as weird as they are, Muppet Movie, Alien, and Saving Private Ryan. Um, but that's it for this week. Stay classic.
coming in with funny. <laughs> funny the way it is uh, by Dave Matthews Band off of Big Whiskey and the Grugrux King. Am I saying that right, Sarah? Yeah, that was like the first album that I was like, oh, I think I'm over Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> I bought the album. I bought the CD, actually. Mm-hmm. So I was still a, a fan. And yeah, this mm-hmm. one I was like, okay, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm fine with, you know... Uh, under the Table and Dreaming and Crash and just keeping it to that. Yeah, turns out there's, yeah. there is a limit to how much uh, a white man in front of a bunch more talented black musicians only go so far. Yeah, well, and also he pooped on a bunch of people. He, so. <laughs> I think it was the whole band. It was the well, whole band's poop. True. <laughs> and I, yeah, if you don't remember that, was it from a bus or an airplane? I thought it was from an airplane. Okay, I think it was too. It just seems more likely from a bus. They were dumping their shit, and uh, somebody forensically traced it back to the Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a lot of DNA all around the country from the Dave Matthews band. So. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, musician weed and fucking uh, South American treats. I ran out on that joke. Uh, but new releases for 2009, May 31st through June 6th. Uh, we got some, some more music here. Battle for the Sun by Placebo. Oh, love think it. How much, how much Sarah and I listened to Every You, Every Me after that, the Cruel Intentions episode. Oh, my episode. God. We listened to it so mm. much. We know what this this was. <laughs> yeah. I have not heard this album. Half the time when I get in the car with Chris, I'm like, I got a Placebo song we could listen to. It's the best driving <laughs> song Placebo. of all time. It's, it's fucking awesome. Placebo in general is fantastic and please don't ever tell me that they are they did something horrible because i don't want to know it seems unlikely that guy's life seems hard enough mm. uh but you know i said guy now my life's gonna be hard uh hands by little boots uh west rider popper uh lunatic asylum by uh kasabian uh bit orca by dirty projectors am i saying that okay who cares i don't know if it's bitter orca or bitter orca and i just left the r out Whatever. Dirty Projectors fans, let us know. Leave yeah. it in the comments, baby. Uh, Sound Awake by uh, Carnival. And oh my god, Chickenfoot's self-titled yeah. debut. I remember... I Super thought, group. I, I thought this was because Best Buy assembled them because they landed the exclusive album for like mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, ch- like Best Buy exclusive Chicken Foot. Who's Chicken Foot? It's a like, super group. Who is in it? Sammy Hagar. That's the only one okay. I'm sure of. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it can only go down name. from there. The dumbest. What do they have to prove? Yeah. Um, and new again by Taking Back Sunday, Let the Dominoes Fall by Rancid. I do like that album. Um, Mitchell Mousseau, self-titled debut. Uplifter by 311. Um, and the END by the Black Eyed Peas, uh, which includes Boom Boom Pow, which is still number... That album is only out now? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's I- still number one. Mm. We're we're in Candle on the Wind territory here, people. <laughs> Uh, and a little bit of news to bring you into 2009. This week specifically, May 31st through uh, June 6th, GM files for bankruptcy. The third largest mm-hmm. in U.S. third largest company in U.S. history. Third largest bankruptcy in Holy U.S. Shit. history mm. because uh, they are 90 billion dollars in the red. Wow! And uh, the feds do bail them out. Not as not the same way they they wanted. They made them restructure, but the bailout has been repaid mostly by saving all the jobs and the tax revenue and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's been restructured into technically a new company, but they were forced to sell off Saab, and the end is completely the end of the brands Hummer and Saturn. Oh wow! So Hummer's done. 
Hummers done. Kind of, yeah. They okay. still make Hummers for military use, but they, the commercial vehicles right. were over. And I they were... still love that the Hummer dealership here in Tallahassee got turned into a Subaru dealership. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's just perfect. And I hate to talk oh, shit about my home. that's so awesome. Right? I hate to talk shit about my hometown, but like it's... The, one of the things you can really make fun of is like, you know, I was taking my car in to, you know, let them tell me it was totaled. Uh, and the Saturn dealership is still there. Yeah. Ten years later, like with overgrowth, it looks totally I Am Legend. Yeah. With its sign out and everything. Uh, you'd think they could have put a trailer park there by now. And Saturn, I don't know, my, my one of my ex-girlfriends had a Saturn. I really liked that car mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot. I don't think they were bad cars. Well, I think people I, liked them in general. dangers of capitalism. Yeah. Like a company acquires every other fucking company in the universe and then starts shedding them when they start to panic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Saab, which was like a like in the 80s, like all my uncles like mm-hmm. were jerking off over Saabs mm-hmm. and like renting them and yep. buying them. They love Saabs. Yeah. Uh, and it, like it was this huge 80s status symbol that just got lost in an acquisition and they got rid of it. Um, and yep. Technically, it's still around. It got bought up by a European company. Right. So, they yeah. no longer so want... they're, they're out there, but Saturn, I feel like they were trying to trick people into thinking it was a foreign brand, which is how weird things were back in the 80s and 90s. Mm. Wow. Wait, yeah. Saturn? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It was sort of like, why, why are you coming out with a new brand? You already have, you know, GM and Chrysler and Pontiac. and. Oh, I thought they were an acquisition. I maybe they were. I don't think. I don't know. Starting a new car company is very, very difficult. I think that's 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 the stage I've of tried capitalism. So many times, the stage of capitalism we're in. Like, I'm going to start a new car company. Mm-hmm. All right, I support you, friend. Mm-hmm. You do that. You must have a really great idea, because <laughs> no one can start a new car company or a new phone company. It's impossible. No. Uh, and if you want to hear something real funny, uh, the dollop a little while back did a did a whole episode on John DeLorean and him trying to start a new car company. <laughs> And it's wonderful. I hate that I didn't buy a DeLorean a couple, like, like 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. it was like, as much as a car, like a, a sedan, like a 2013 sedan would cost now. And I could just be driving around a fucking DeLorean. Now they're like 80 grand. Amazing. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, a car that well, I could actually stoop into to get into instead of like fall down <laughs> off of a cliff every time I get out of most cars. If you're so, doing the route. Well, technically, you couldn't drive around in it, but you could sit in your front yard in it. Yeah. And that's good enough. You could turn you into could a podcasting on it. studio. If you're... If you're yeah. Getting into DeLorean right, it's like uh, it's like getting onto a water slide sideways. That's, <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, and, and speaking of starting new businesses, <laughs> yes, you cross your arms. I just arms. did the cross your arms over your chest and lean back motion. <laughs> I, I never plugged my Instagram, but I, I decided to do this on a water slide, and I had my girlfriend film it. I didn't know what I was going to do, mm-hmm. but I thought it'd be really funny to lift my arms and legs up in the air as if I really triumphed. <laughs> At the water slide, and it turns out like just. Did you just get an enema? If you're going ninety thousand miles an hour, it it splashed the waitress to where she ran and fell over, or not the waitress. waitress No, 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 the the lifeguard, the lifeguard. Like, I frightened the lifeguard with water from the water slide just by lifting my legs in the air. Just from your sheer, the sheer power of your ass. But I knew it looked funny, and it did. So next time you're on the fast water slide, please stick your legs in the air like you're giving birth. Um, Everything about that story was funny. The waitress. <laughs> the waitress. Yeah. Your enema. <laughs> your giant ass scaring a lifeguard. The it's wet perfect. and wild waitress. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jesus. And, and uh, speaking of new companies, 
Oh, we are 10 years out, baby. Bing! I know this for a fact because I Googled it. Mm. Uh, and I even <laughs> even Googled Bing. They changed their logo. No oh, idea. Okay. No idea. Uh, but I don't know who's using it. Tell us about your Bing experiences. We have a whole comment um, show. Patreon.com slash laser time. Many characters from network television use Bing. Yes, it's so weird. <laughs> That's who we know. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. It's, it's, I, think, it's, I mean, everyone who misses Ask Jeeves, maybe or yeah, <laughs> the same Alta reason. Vista? You'll see like Quicksilver wearing Skechers or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that is not the fastest shoe. Uh, Two thousand nine, May thirty first of June sixth. Let's talk about the movies, including because Diana wants to. Summer Hours. <laughs> summer, summer. Uh, summer Hours, by Juliette Binoche and Jeremy Renier, who is not Jeremy Renner. Mm. He is, he is sure? the non the non Canadian um, Belgian Jeremy equivalent of Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renier. I am not joking. That is a person. Okay. Uh, no, this is an uh, Olivier Assayas movie, which has a wonderful reputation. I have not gotten to see it, but I like to at least mention. So maybe someone could put in the comments about what jerks we are that we don't watch enough foreign films and whether this is very good. I imagine it's very sexy. Yeah, got a sexy title and Julia Minoche. I mean, come on. I like the idea that I don't think the French would take well to Jeremy Renner, so they built their own. (laughs) (laughs) He does seem like a. He smokes more, which is weird. (laughs) He's he's not the most attractive actor, and just he's but he's in everything for some reason. Yeah, no, actually, if you look up Jeremy Renier, it's like they're not that dissimilar. (laughs) I mean, it's like they could be cousins. Okay, okay. Like I can kind of see it. How you say is he <laughs> um, After last season is also out this week. A movie I've never oh heard of. Oh my god! This I had never heard of this either. This is a major discovery for me. I spent Ooh. hours on the internet watching reviews of this movie. We have competition for worst modern movie. Sorry, Bert Demick. I think after last season is going to win. What? It is that fucking bad. Everything I watched about it is supposed to be about um, some sort of scientific study where you put a microchip on your head and then you can like see other people's thoughts and they use that to solve a murder. Okay. Okay, fine. But they also use like cardboard boxes and butcher paper to build their own MRI machine in somebody's (laughs) living room. Oh my. There is terrible lighting, horrible sound, (laughs) atrocious dialogue. Seriously, people. Even if you don't want to go watch after last season, go watch some. There's some review videos that are like 15, 20 minutes long. They're so fucking funny. I, I really expected so, more from Scott Winters. I, <laughs> I don't, and, do we want to hear I don't know who that is. But we, there is a bit of a trailer, and please tell the people how you feel about it. This is one of my patients prior to surgery. Dr. Marlin is a brain surgeon. It's an image of his patient's brain. He teaches at the university. Some students also work as interns for the research company. These are the chips. I'll place a chip on my right temple. An image should form inside my mind. The chips help you see like the thoughts that a person has? I'll see a basic composition of geometric objects. Wow, this is like... (gasps) This is like a high school student Yeah, it looks like if Primer was dumb and didn't have a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, so... (laughs) shot on film and apparently cost quite a bit of money and most of the reviews on imdb are clearly by the filmmaker because they're (laughs) all from accounts with one review that were all made about november 2009 wow i i am going to find this right now that's amazing now see here what is my life in ruins 
Did Nia Vardalos do something I, I didn't I remember? Feel, I did She's not see made this. several movies, yes. I feel like this is a spiritual sequel to My Big Fat Greek Wedding. No. Did they not make they an actual sell, sequel? That's how they, they sell it. They did make yeah. an actual sequel to it, too, right. but that was later. I don't know if she was in a movie called Someone and Someone, but other than that, I, mm. right. I'm lost. That was the first one after My Big Fat Greek Wedding mm-hmm. uh, with Tony Collette. And then there's a break, and then there's this. My Life in Ruins with Richard Dreyfus. For Georgia, romance is ancient history, and her life is in ruins. I'm showing tourists ruins they care nothing about. It pays lousy. I don't have any friends here. I haven't had sex in forever. Forever is a long time. You speak English? Anybody else? So what, she's a tour guide in... Oh, so cute. She's a tour guide in Greece. In Greece. Oh, my God. She gets hotter and hotter. Like, she's so gorgeous in I this. I feel like if she was... If, like, this this came out... If, if my Big Fat Greek Wedding came out like, a couple of years ago, Nia Vardalos had this huge online fan base. Well, the joke from My Big Fat Greek Wedding mm-hmm. was that she's not super attractive. Yeah, like but she she's, is. Mm-hmm. Right. But, of course, mm-hmm. she absolutely is. But, mm-hmm. like, the idea yeah. is that, oh, she's a little bit chunky, and she's, like, the unmarried... You know, daughter and blah, blah, blah. She this, wears glasses. Right, glasses. The kiss of death. <laughs> the, the, the Lady Gaga stars born principle. True. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. She's so ugly. She's the prettiest woman I've seen in a month. This looks very <laughs> cute, though, I have to say. At least it looks pretty. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's a bored American. She's a tour guide. She's lonely. And then she, you know, meets some sexy guy. And we go into Shirley Valentine territory. And that's pretty rad. And it's Greece. And it's pretty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. If you like that sort of thing, this sounds like you could do a lot worse. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mama Mia too. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Mama Mia. I'll, I'll, 1.0. Five. I'll call yeah. this this next movie underrated because I do like it. I I. Mm. Feel like I've seen it or seen parts of it's it, and bizarre. all the parts of it I've enjoyed. It's directed by uh, the Lonely Island guy. Uh, Yorma Tacone, uh, Akiva, Akiva. I think. Oh, um, I think Yorma Tacone's in there too. Yorma right? is the, the the monkey creature oh. <laughs> in, the, right. in the film. So yeah, our next two movies. I, let me just say this now: Land of the Lost and The Hangover. One of them is number one at the box office and cost a third of what the other one right. cost. Because this is one of these is a fucking mega budget remake of a Sid Marty Croft show. Mm-hmm. Oh, a piece of crap show that sucked the first time and yes. is not much better when you throw money yeah. at it. Uh, and it sucked the second time when they remade it in the 90s. Because I remember, yep. like, this show has everything. It starts with a Jeep Cherokee and goes in a dinosaur world. This is wow. all I want for 1993. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a very happy boy. Uh, but, but it's still batshit out there. I think I may be in love with Danny McBride. Yeah, um, I think so too. Uh, I really like that dude. You're McBride asexual? Yeah. That's a good orientation. Yeah. We respect it. it. He plays the same person all the time, and I never want him to stop. Uh, but yep. yeah, Will, F- is this like, I think uh, the first real big loser for Will Ferrell, who was kind of on a roll. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but, but this is his big summer tempo movie, Land of the Lost. On June 5th. <laughs> If time travel is impossible... Can we go back in time? Yes. It's beautiful. What the hell? Let's swing over to that tree. If dinosaurs are extinct... No immediate danger. I repeat, no immediate danger. Will you stop that? Please. You are freaking me out. How do you explain this? He's incapable of rapid course correction. Land of the Lost. Never get tired of being wrong. I really do. 
I don't. I, it's delightful. I, I didn't hate it. I did mm. not hate it. And I, yeah. I don't hate it. I found myself getting bored, mm -hmm. which is bad in a comedy, but it does have some really interesting visuals. I will definitely give it that. Is this the one where one of the jokes from one of the trailers where he has like a giant bug bite on yes. his back? Yes. Okay, that yes. made me laugh, like in the trailer for sure. Uh, and the next movie, I I feel like I should uh, go to bat for because I saw it on TV recently yeah. and just like checked it out and like yeah, I was sort of the of the attitude like really this movie this movie was the highest grossing comedy in like twenty years this movie is the mm -hmm. highest grossing R rated movie. Uh, of the entire year. This movie is the highest yeah. grossing comedy of all time, beating Beverly Hills Cop, which, by the way, not adjusted for inflation. Beverly Hills Cop trounces the shit out of everything. But... Well, the, this is now number two mm -hmm. for R-rated comedies, though. And possibly number three, Deadpool 2 and Deadpool 1 both made about the same amount of money. Both Ooh, made a ton of money. But I actually went looking to see, so what is the highest grossing comedy, R-rated or no, in the world? Tootsie. No. <laughs> no. No, some like no. it hot. You think? <laughs> well, you're going to argue. I think some people would argue it's not a comedy. It is a family film. The Martian. But I'm going to say, no, it's a comedy. <laughs> Minions. Oh, motherfucker. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I'm fucking serious. Gross. If you take Minions out okay. and you say, no, that's a family film. Because comedies are hard to sell overseas. So yeah. if you look at uh, the uh, worldwide or you look at US, yeah. Hangover 2 is usually it now. Yeah. Wow. And I'm going to call bullshit on that because uh, that's like saying Snow yeah. White is a comedy because Dopey's in it. And that yeah. movie would outgross all of these mm -hmm. by a, a galactic mile. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and, but now, when you adjust for inflation, it's always going to be gone with the wind. It's just, just too much. Mm -hmm. But but the hangover anyway, turned the out hangover, to turn out like to be. Which, like I said, cost a third right. of what Land of the Lost cost. Which at the time, if you, if you weren't me starring relative nobodies. Yeah. yeah, and uh, For like sure. uh, Ken Jeong, no one knew yeah. who he was. Uh, nope. Like the most famous person in the movie is Heather Graham, right? And yeah. Uh, Bradley Who's Cooper, in it. Ed who, Helms, if you know him from Daily Show, yeah. and Brad, Bradley Cooper, you might know from Wedding Crashers. I remember, I remember Zach Galifianakis. You only know if you're paying attention I to do. like, yeah, exactly. At I watched point, Zach's I was World. Like, that was the selling point for me with this. With this was. Oh my God, Zach Galifianakis from Live at the Purple Onion. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I watched oh comedy. Oh my God, I watched Zach's World on VH1, and it's like I, I wanna, I've been man? trying Hello. to find the clip of like it, it was a talk show he had before, like before I really knew who he was. And they'd be like, coming up next, and like Janine Garofalo, and Janine Garofalo is just standing like, I'm not going out there with this asshole. Mm -hmm. Look at his fupa. <laughs> and she makes fun of his fucking guns for like for five minutes while going to break. It's one of the funniest things I've never been able to see again. That's awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, like I remember, I even remember like I meant to get it, like Roger Ebert's review, and it just like, and it all works and clicks in this young man, Zach Galifianakis. Right? <laughs> He's going to be the greatest new thing in the fucking universe. What a charming, beautiful creature this man is. And true oh. and true. Yeah, Honestly. for the most part. For yeah. the most part. I think he's made a lot of shitty movies, but like, if, if like he cares about something, he, he cameos on all the shit I love. Yep. I think Baskets is one of the great, like, is a really, yes. really great show. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I don't know, I think... Um, this, I, I, like I don't know. This is like you know. I I have to say, like as someone, I was so happy to be like, oh my god, Zach Galifianakis getting recognized, getting paid, going to get other work and stuff. Mm -hmm. I started to become terrified that he was going to die. 
Oh, like, this is he's going to get like too much Farley? money, too much fame, and he's going to be waving a gun on Hollywood Boulevard any minute now. Oh, God, please don't. And it looks like 10 years later. No, <gasps> he's still still going strong. Well, Not he's like he looks better super, than ever. <laughs> super grounded, like mm-hmm. has a farm and a non. It's, it's my favorite Kanye place. video. It's exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Uh, and but yeah, the Hangover. It's number one this week, and 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 we'll stick around on the box office charts for a while in a world where that mm-hmm. doesn't normally happen. Starring hmm. Ken Jung. Oh yes, Bradley Doctor Cooper. Doctor Ken Jung. Doctor yeah. Ken. Brad, <laughs> who became made showing his dick a staple, and like when you have a dick like that, like it's just so ballsy. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Do you think that there are people out there that it's like that guy gave me my flu shot? <laughs> yeah. right. He's like, really? why is there oh a naked God, Chinese yeah. guy in your car? And he's like running around doing naked karate. Really? And he was still practicing for a long time. Yeah. After no, he, he says he still renews stuff. his license. Yeah, exactly. I just helped somebody in the crowd doing yeah. a stand-up show. Yeah. Yet a monkey played with his dick on camera. Right. It- exactly. <laughs> and also convicted rapist Mike Tyson. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. One movie's not afraid to ask the big questions. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? Don't expect any answers. Why can't we remember a thing from last night? Why were you in our trunk naked? What's the next Haley's comment? Did you just eat sofa pizza? Am I missing a tooth? Who was that guy? You're so mean. The Hangover. Mike Tyson? This is my favorite part coming up right now. He still got it. Okay. So <laughs> I still I, I saw this I find, found this tremendously entertaining. Like oh, it no, still works. It's a great yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. I thought I would hate funny. it. It's just one of those movies where I'm feel like the people who really love it ruin it for me. And like uh, you know the bros, the, the bro bros, down. the bro the downs of it all. This I is just, a, a Rick and Morty of comedy movies. Yes, own. kind of. Yeah, and like also ruin things that I really love, like. In the air tonight, which <laughs> used to be my football hyphy song, which I would play while I was on the way to go watch an FSU football game. Now it's been like ruined by this. I can bring it back oh, for you with a with a little video of a deer walking through a child's playset. It's okay. it's a wonderful video that All you right. must see. Uh, um, but then also I'll, like I, you know, I remember that. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. Anyway, and um, ruin. You know, everyone wanting Zach Galifianakis to be that dude, or like you didn't even know who that dude was. Like I saw the DVD of Live at no, the. No, I, I had the same thing. Like, I, I, I just I had a roommate I got who. Very I had a roommate, a roommate that was kind of mm-hmm. like, for lack of a better word, a normie, and he was like super excited about this. And I went and saw it. I'm like, this is great. Like, let's go see it again. I'm like, okay, now you like it too much. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> this is strange. It, like, it just feels odd. Like when Dane Cook became like the biggest comedian in the world. Like I don't hate this guy i actually yeah. think he's kind of funny oh, i just don't yes. i don't think it should lead the charge of this entire genre well and- <laughs> the people who take the take on these sorts of things mm. are generally kind of the worst people oh. and it sucks like because it's like uh, this is a really funny thing that i loved and now the worst people in the world are appreciating it and maybe not. I do want to propose it as deeply as I want them to. <laughs> a thought experiment. If <laughs> that they, sounds really douchey of me, and I apologize. If they hadn't yeah. made two more Hangover movies, I think we'd never stop talking about this. Agreed. I think it'd be mm, like yeah. I think it'd be like Anchorman yeah. before it got a sequel we didn't like. And yeah, I mean, I think that's like kind of where Bridesmaids went right. Yeah. Is that nobody's talking about doing a sequel to Bridesmaids? Yeah. It was such. It's a, they such did. It's a, called Wine Country. Oh, I watched it this weekend, <laughs> by the way. Don't do it, y'all. Why? Oh. Good. oh, I liked it. I watched oh. it with my mom. 
Oh, I watched it with my mom, and we were both like, Ugh, this uh, is rough. That is good. It is starring role for Paula Pell. I thought you'd be all behind it. I love Paula oh, Pell. It's I fucking love Paula Pell. I literally She's... just watched the episode of Parks and Rec where she plays Ron's mom. Oh, day. my God, yes. Well, AP oh, Bio, so by the way, hashtag save AP Bio. Mm. She is brilliant in it. I've loved every episode of Cena. Yeah. Anyways, back to the hangover. Hangover. Also, but <laughs> gave good... us our resurgence of convicted rapist Mike Tyson. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Back when you could do such a thing. I don't know. I'll never not be fascinated by Mike Tyson, though. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. We, ha- we have a th- I think we found our episode theme mm. there. We've mm. got Mike yeah. Tyson playing a hyper version of himself. Mm. And we also had Shatner playing a hyper version there of himself. There you go. And Hulk Hogan playing a hyper and version Hulk of himself. And Hulk Hogan <laughs> playing a kind of version of himself yeah but like mm. uh, i'm watching this this movie and like uh, it, it does everything a comedy's supposed to do by running through a bunch of weird ass scenarios but it does it in such it's just very well written it is it, it really yeah. is it, it, it's well plotted yeah. which is something you don't tend to say about comedies it, it holds they up do what they, well. they do what they have to do to get to a mm-hmm. joke and this they actually you could you could pull out all the jokes and still have a movie right yeah. you could like, make this a drama be a mystery yeah. I mean, yes, it, it it's because Alan gave them all ecstasy, but uh, but yeah, the, <laughs> but yeah, I thought the I thought it held up really well. It was really worth revisiting. And is this the first time we saw Bradley Cooper yeah. mainstream in like a big comedy? I don't role? remember him looking that pretty because I right? I've been a fan of him since well, uh, White Hot American Summer. And also before this, he did a short-lived Kitchen Confidential mm-hmm. television program. Mm-hmm. But he, which, he's yeah. a good-looking man here. He's, very yeah. pretty. Very, he's very attractive. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, from my hometown. I really appreciate him because he really can do it all. Like yep. I do think he's very, very talented. Stars Born was was one of my favorite Oscar nominees of last year, and then every time I see a Marvel anything, like I, he's he's Rocket. Mm-hmm. I just can't yeah. hear him. I can't hear him at all. And he played a gruff dude in oh, Star so is Born and the, the voices don't sound at all similar I'm kind of the opposite of that which I also think is a compliment to him is that I don't hear him in Rocket That's what I'm I saying. just see yeah. Oh, oh yeah I don't hear I don't hear even a oh, hint I'm of sorry. Bradley okay. Cooper I thought you were saying that you just and he like, played kind of the same Rocket character in Star is Born yeah no exactly and, and yeah like, it, they're totally distinctive yeah it's I crazy constantly forget that he's Rocket mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I think Bradley. I don't know. I'm really. Like, I'm kind of in love with Bradley Cooper right now. It's yeah. weird. It looks. It yeah, looks like are. yeah. This is kind of his first lead. I mean, yeah, he's had some decent size parts. He's in mm-hmm. uh, what the Rocker, the Comebacks. Uh, I mean, that Me Train. Uh, yes, man. We can't. Like, wedding wedding he just, crashers. He just. Um, he just yeah. saw that into you. Yeah. yeah. But this is like a lead lead, and yeah. he's one of those people. that's like, I get mad when attractive people are funny. Mm-hmm. It's like no, 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 no. You see, unattractive people become funny as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're already attractive. You don't need to cope. That's why he's bullshit, and so is John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm is some real bullshit, and so is Paul Rudd. If we're going to be talking about if you haven't people seen it, who are too hot to be funny, you should you should see <laughs> yeah. the behind the scenes documentary that was shot for Wet Hot American Summer that uh-huh. didn't get released until like three years ago. Because Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. is like one week out of school mm-hmm. and is so <laughs> awkward and weird. And like just he's just the youngest fresh faced person on that crew. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much there just so Michael Ian Black could fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. I'm into it. Yes, and I'm here for it. One of the most graphic scenes I'd seen in a comedy. Yeah, but he's so good. And like I have problems with Silver, silver Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. but he's so mm-hmm. good at it. Like, yep. he's just I really he like can that do movie it all. because it, it made me feel. Like I was succumbing to whatever 
mental disease everyone else in the film seemed to have. Mm. Like I feel crazy mm. when this. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. I think that's. I, the I love it. My only complaint is that they don't have authentic Falafia accents. <laughs> because Fluffia. Fluffia. Yeah. I just I yeah. I feel like there's some real problems. Co- Cooper's from Jenkintown. Represent. And he can do the accent. I've seen interviews of him making fun of the accent. <laughs> do the accent. But then um, everyone would hate the movie because uh, Philadelphia accent's horrible. It, it's, we it's, can talk about uh, silver linings when it comes up. But yeah, I have some real problems yeah. with the way they portray mental illness. The hang, but the hangover's good. Bunch of it's great really performances, good. small performance yeah. from everybody, even including the late Brody Stevens. Hangover one, yeah. hangover two. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that guy. <laughs> Love um, him. Uh, Matt Walsh, like just yeah, like I, I really found the movie. Matt very Walsh is the doctor, right? Yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Love him. Uh, and 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 I just want, I just want to play it because I really Let's like in the middle it. of the movie for no reason. Ed Helms just sits down to sing a song about the movie. And- oh, <laughs> by the way, speaking of Ed Helms, all the tooth stuff yeah. freaks me out so yeah. much. It kind of actually has deterred me from watching the movie again yeah. because I am. Me that too. is my the. Thing that I am most squeamish about. I think he took out it. What is no. falsy? It is. It's actually a yeah. falsy for mm-hmm. him. Yes, for sure. And like, well, Hangover is a movie about a guy, a bunch of guys who get drunk and forget what they did and lost a friend. Sorry, yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should say that. <laughs> I think we all know. Um, but yeah. yeah, I am so squeamish about teeth. I will clean up blood, puke. Like if you piss yourself, I will. I will help you out. I will clean you up. If you lose a tooth. I'm fucking out of here. I'm the I one with the, the fake front tooth that I got in the eighth yeah. grade and clearly doesn't really fit my face anymore. I'm worried about it. I'm like, it. if it falls out, I'm it's going like, we'll to lose out. it. Cemented it. If it hasn't fallen out now. Uh, but I just want to play the, the, the Doug song. Doug is the friend they lost uh, in the the hectic night in, night in Vegas. And I don't know. I still find myself like Which, humming the, the song every once in a while. What's that guy's name? Uh, Justin Thoreau? No. What? No. No. Doug? Yeah. Oh, what's... Justin the something. Actual dude. Like, that's the one guy that, like, hasn't oh, really... Oh, shoot. And he's like a hey, it's that guy where I, yes. I see him around every now and then. That's fun. It's Justin that's, something. It's the one guy that, like, <laughs> nobody knows. He's, like, kind of the, well, he's the kind MacGuffin of, of it all. in the movie because he's lost. That's right. the point. He's, he's he's the movie's MacGuffin. He's yeah. the MacGuffin of it all. So and we get nobody to see my knows gaps. his name. But <gasps> oh, that's right. It's Justin Bartha. Justin Bartha. That's right. There you go. Who, who? God, he has had a weird career, though. Mm-hmm. I really, I would love to. He's just one of those people I want to interview for like the dumbest reasons because I think his debut is Gili, where he plays the special <laughs> needs guy. No, is he married to someone famous? And then he just like disappeared. He was like, "I'm sorry," and he disappears. And then he comes back and like, "Oh, that's right. You're cool." I like that they they think of weird contrivances to make him disappear in the second movie for no reason. <laughs> the third movie, like, we're not doing that. He can just be in the rest of the movie. Uh, but I love this song. It helps things in the middle after they steal Mike Tyson's tiger and, uh, and a baby. <laughs>
shit out of luck. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie for some reason. And you know, this all makes me really glad that Sam was like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think I want to have a bachelor party. And then I planned his bachelor party and involved what? renting out our local independent theater. And showing and, commando. And showing commando <laughs> and buying a bunch of barbecue and buying a bunch of booze and letting them just like drink and MST3K the whole movie. By the way, our oh, friend's renting out that theater for the You are a house. good woman, Miss Sarah. Yeah. She knows her business. Yeah. I want to marry you now. Okay. But yeah, the hangover was Get a, in line. a, a, a <laughs> ma- <laughs> A uh, massive. Don't murder my friend. I. Uh, hangover. <laughs> hangover was a just a huge, huge, huge fucking hit. And like I know we've yep. lamented that. I've lamented about that in other shows before. That like there aren't many comedies anymore. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. And then take take live take animation and Seth Rogen out of the equation. What comedies do we have? Well, and, and that's been kind of my goal for this year is to go see every comedy that comes into mm. the movie theaters because I, I do think it's important. You did see to the long s- shot. I saw the long <laughs> shot. Mm. I'm going to see Booksmart this weekend. Mm. Um, I just want to keep seeing these straight comedies. Like last year we saw Tag and mm-hmm. that might have been it because <laughs> like there's not a lot of straight comedies that yeah, come when you, out. When you, if we, you were in the theater for Hangover on the first week, like mm-hmm. it was uproarious mm-hmm. and I miss that. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, I think people are choosy. Like, I rarely end up seeing comedies in movie theaters because I want to see something that, like, requires a big screen. Otherwise, right. I can wait a couple months and then I'll see it on streaming. But that's the thing and that... I, now I feel guilty and I shouldn't do that. Well, and I also think that people... Definitely a lot of people feel that way. But I think people forget that, like, one of the great things about seeing a comedy in a packed theater is that the communal laughter is so amazing. Yes. I saw Bridesmaids alone yes. like i took myself to I see bridesmaids and <laughs> we i was sitting next to two people and we were crying laughing mm-hmm. like touching like holding on to each other's arms <laughs> and we were strangers like we didn't even know each other but there's something about that communal laughter that is oh, humongous so right, and i think it's just yeah. as uh important as seeing like blockbusters where you need to have like the big right. screen and everything you need to have yep. fucking uh yeah. somebody holding a hammer spoiled for you all right guys 30 20 10 hands in let's go see yes, a comedy let's together. Do it. sarah and i actually all right. okay we're touching let's, hands right now let's go and go see a comedy <laughs> in the theater week one something you think just just go just go, go. see book smart yeah, Booksmart, okay. which oh, I hear is I really funny. I do want to see Booksmart. Me too. Actually. I think that's what we're going to Apparently bombing anyway. hard and needs help. So uh, no. go, yeah, go see that shit. Uh, let's move on to television 2009, May 31st to the 6th, after all that hangover talk. If that wasn't enough funny for you, um, I'm going to work backwards here. This, this, is where this, this is where we fail our listeners, mm. but I think we're fine. Royal Pains. <laughs> No, we won't fail them because I watched yep. Royal Pain. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Are you my dad? <laughs> I am your dad. And I knew it. I, prove that it's not burn notice. I have to say, I'm very disappointed. Just <laughs> what? kidding. I love you forever. <laughs> what, happened? What, what happened to your mustache Bitch. and your ponytail? You know, I'm going to That's right. My changes. dad's that guy. Oh, my God. I love your dad. And I don't have a ponytail. <laughs> But I do kind of have a mustache. So. It's been a rough yep. week. He's a bald <laughs> dude with a ponytail. He's that guy. He love likes it. you too, though. He listens to the show. Hi, Dad. Hi. Um, but yeah, I love Royal Pains. Like, I, I'm one of those people what? that's like... What is it? So it is it went the eight story seasons. of a man who is a... Royal pain in the hiney. Emergency room doctor oh. and then gets fired because he does something that bothers the higher-ups 
maybe gives Ooh. care to someone he shouldn't have or doesn't give care to someone he should have. I can't remember. But anyways, he gets exiled and then he gets a job being a concierge doctor in the Hamptons for rich people, mm. which is basically mm-hmm. someone who just gets called to rich people's houses to take care of their heart attacks and or... My uh, bone spurs are acting up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my <laughs> prostitute overdosed on my oxy. That sort of shit. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's one of those USA characters welcome where he's like very brilliant and very good at his job, very charismatic. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those shows that I love to sink into, especially when I'm in like a major depressive episode. It's like, look, all these beautiful people doing things in a beautiful place and nobody really ever dies or gets hurt and Everything's okay. It's all wrapped up after yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. Sam yeah, calls that's it. That's a good point. That and Burn Notice is yeah, yeah. sort of the same thing of like it's shot on location and yep. it's pretty. Yep. The characters have like cute banter and yeah. then the problems are solved and everyone feels good. Kind of like Monk too, I think was like the vanguard yeah. of that. Like Psych, also another mm-hmm. one. That's you didn't get me that time. I oh, really got into Psych for no. a little while. <laughs> like I get into these Psych sometimes. is really cute. So. Psych is yeah. super cute. Uh, but yeah, Royal Pain, Sam always refers to it as that, oh, that nice Jewish doctor show. <laughs> it's um, Mark Feuerstein, the guy yep. that everyone keeps trying to make a guy. Mine Feuerstein. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, very much just, the opposite. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, um, nice Jewish boy. He's a very nice <clears throat> Jewish boy. Gonna keep moving back. In the Storm TV movie with Brendan Gleeson. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yep. Uh yeah, well, it's Brendan Gleeson as um Winston Churchill. So, duh, he's rad at it because he's Brendan Gleeson and he can do literally anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a f- sequel. It's an HBO movie. It's kind of a sequel to The Gathering Storm, which I think was Albert uh, yes. Finney. I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. As, huh. as Winston Churchill, and so this is sort of like the end of the war and moving on into his life. And uh, yeah, it's Brendan Gleeson. He's great. So, what do you want? Word. I think it's probably better than the Gary Oldman movie. So, yeah. And so, and this was the HBO one as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the 2009 MTV Movie Awards airs. Um, oh, boy. Uh, who's the host this year? Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. Andy Ooh. Samberg. That makes sense. Lots Thank of pres- Twilight wins best movie. And I think this is the point, like, Yeesh. yeah, I shouldn't be watching MTV anymore. Yeah. It's moved on okay, from you. Again, let's look at the competition. We have uh, Iron Man oh, and The Dark Knight, oh, two God. fantastic uh, uh, movies. Slumdog Millionaire, which won Best Picture, and also High School Musical 3 Senior Year. So, <laughs> Which, by the way, I won- don't know. How did they decide who is nominated? Because it seems like every time now there is like one or two like deathly serious movies stuck in yeah. there. Where it's like, you know... Okay, uh, coolest movie is going to be like Twilight or The Hangover or uh, The Pineapple Express or Showa. Yeah. <laughs> wait, till you, <laughs> wait till you get to best female performance. Uh, Let me tell you the nominees. Uh, Angelina Jolie for Wanted, Anne Hathaway for Ride movie. Wars, Kristen Stewart for Twilight, Kate and then the Kate Winslet for <laughs> The Reader, where she plays a Nazi guard, and Taraji P. Henson for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> and guess who wins? Who? You know. You know who wins. I, Kristen Stewart. From of Twi- course. Zach Efron wins for High School Musical 3 senior year. The secret behind the MTV Movie Awards, by the way. Mm. And this is fun. Is it? 
are, do people vote like the no 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 usually but but like this is the this is what makes this year fascinating even though I didn't watch it and I'm, I'm, I'm this, this is speculation on my part but I'm pretty sure I can prove this mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. MTV Movie Awards comes out right at the beginning of what used to be the beginning of the summer movie season mm-hmm. so they're nominating mm-hmm. all these people who have movies to promote this summer for things they did last year okay and what makes this year crazy is that High School Musical and Twilight win everything because yeah. it overshadowed. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and whatever had he had going on, and Dark Knight and uh, Slumdog Millionaire get fucked. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's just a bunch of nominations of Ashley Tillsdale and Vanessa Hudgens, and Ashley Tillsdale wins. Yeah, uh, o- <laughs> over Cat Dennings, but Miley Cyrus, and you know, best villain they give it to Heath Ledger posthumously. <sighs> posthumously, That's nice. and, yeah. But like, you can see how like best fight is Twilight, best kiss is Twilight, like. Mm-hmm. They understood who they were talking to, uh, I think, uh, and, th- and that's that that that's I don't know. I think that's the shift of probably why this doesn't exist anymore. And just to make me feel old, Ben Stiller won the MTV Generation Award, yeah. like the life, the MTV yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. Congratulations on turning forty. Yeah, here's an award. <laughs> don't come back. But this was also like a huge MTV moment with Bruno. Yes. That was mm. like I think that because was the thing that like even if you weren't paying attention to the awards, this like came out in the news. Oh right, the year with Eminem. Yes. The year prior, uh, Triumph Insult Comic Dog was there, and Eminem was like legit frosty and like pushing him away, and the guards mm-hmm. come out and start pulling Ry- Robert mm-hmm. Smigel and his fucking dog puppet away from <laughs> Eminem. So I think proving that Eminem's kind of a cool guy, like he just like no, I'll be a part of this skit where you put your balls in my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're lowered from the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is him redeeming his his crustiness yeah. Uh, yeah. comedically previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for Eminem. Uh, but that's the MTV Movie Awards. Ooh, Not even the most... Um, based mm. on uh, Andy Samberg's recommendation, the show's head writer was Scott Aukerman. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and on June 4th, we have the premiere of a show in my brain is something I call... A new show. <laughs> Same here. Tosh.0. Yeah. Tosh.0. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years, Fuck. almost 300 episodes, and 11 seasons of Tosh.0. Wow. And I, I'm not, I think Daniel Tosh, I don't know the show very well. I've, I've only seen his one special. He's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. And he I can kn- be very funny. He can, he can be, be very terrible. Funny. I'm not a fan. Oh no no his yeah. show his show he's like he's still like the last guy trying to say the most offensive thing which is gross to me mm-hmm. and dumb but I I, I want to give the show some credit I think because of his personality like at this point there are thirty thousand shows that are just like this that are on the air well Web, yeah, I think Web Soup Soup gets that well there was Web Soup with Chris Hardwick there right? was Web Junk on VH1 they're all the fucking same thing a comedian hosting mm-hmm. shit they stole from the internet but it it came from Talk Soup. It did. Yeah. But none of them exist. And none of them lasted more than a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And Tosh.0, oh, I think... Ridiculousness is still out yeah, there. Yeah, ridiculousness that is still a thing. That show is so fucking bad. That show is <laughs> so... Like, I don't understand it. Like, sometimes I'll stay in a hotel and I'm just... I, like, I watch the shit out of it. I'm flipping uh, through and I don't get it. Are they all sitting on the screen? Like, I don't understand the <laughs> no, set. No, only like, Rob Dietrich is sitting on the screen. very old. But he has to oh, be there to say how- things like, yo, this guy's bugging. <laughs> Thanks, man. Did your writers come up with that? That's real good. I'm glad you have a panel of people here to, to, to contribute. People I've okay, never here's, heard of. Here's how fucking old I am. Uh, I am so old, I had never heard of this show. 
until I went home and visited my parents because my mom watches the show because she'll watch anything where, as she likes to call them, bad things happen to stupid people. Yeah. Oh my god. That's no, so no. Funny. It, Tosh Point oh is uh, is like it has. It's like a America's Funniest Home Video with a skit in the middle that's actually probably funny. That's true. It, we should all trace this sometimes. back to America's no, Funniest it, Home Video. Way better than mm. America's Funniest Home Videos. Which, no, by the way, I would come I home from San Francisco and go to my parents' house and just put on a marathon on that on WGN. Just it's be the so good. happy as a clam. Just, just show not, me America's yeah. Funniest Home Videos all day. And so, whenever I, I've never made it a point to watch Tosh Point oh, it's just kind of usually on. I just can't believe it. Comedy Central doesn't have that many long running shows. It's mm-hmm. like Daily Show in South yeah. Park, and that's it. Good point. I, I didn't realize that Tosh Point oh, could be like the fourth longest running Comedy Central show in history. And to the, the main event of television this week, um, and a bit of a fuck you to the Redditors out there who are like, it wasn't 10 years ago. Like, fuck off. I We did a Laser Time episode this year about a, a topic very near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I couldn't find a good clip because it's all been scrubbed from the internet. So I'm going to let the news explain what's going on. I have to admit. And so begins a new chapter in The Tonight Show's 55-year history. The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien kicks off with a conologue, what he calls his monologue, and the new host poking fun at his relocation to the West Coast. A lot of people, a lot of people have been asking me, will your show, will your show be any different now that you've moved to Los Angeles? Yeah. And I tell them, no, mi programa no va a cambiar porque estoy... <laughs> The debut comes after four months of anticipation, preparation, and the building of a new multi-million dollar set a few miles away from Jay Leno's Burbank studio. Fans came out from across the country to witness what could be the start of another decades-long run for the show's fifth host. (laughs) False. (laughs) Oh, dear. So if you think I didn't delete anything from the Conan O'Brien Tonight Show saga, that's something I had and didn't use. Uh, Hmm. That, I I don't, how do I even talk? How do we, we even talk? We, well, we how, how much time? Week. I mean, yeah. the clock's ticking immediately. How yeah. much time has he got? Uh, seven months to the day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to the day. Uh, Conan O'Brien. But that's what sucks is that I'm, a, ugh, I'm trying to make this as fast as possible. Uh, shit. Without getting into, into the nitty gritty, Conan O'Brien had all these other offers. NBC wanted to keep him and Jay Leno, and they thought the best deal they could come up with is that uh, Conan takes... Uh, the Tonight Show, so he doesn't leave and go to his comp- competitor like Fox. Then they don't know what to do with Jay, who has no agent and no one like really fighting for him. And uh, they give Conan the job, the, the contract first, because there's no one in Jay's corner. It's, they they show up, he signs a contract, never asks for more money. Uh, and then they tell Jay, "You're out of a job in five years." And Jay's like, "I didn't ask to be out of a job. I would like to continue working." And he goes courting other people. So NBC decides that the best thing they should do is put Jay Leno on at 10 o'clock, making essentially bumping up the whole talk show circuit an hour early. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even I at the time, like, eh, this could work. I didn't know how devastating it, w- it would be. But at this, at this point, Conan O'Brien is, for people like me, this is to be celebrated. Yeah, We're really happy. Th- these Tonight Show episodes, I, I'm tuning into the Tonight Show for the first Same. time kind of yeah. in my life. And very much enjoying what Conan is doing. And his ratings are soaring. And then a few months later, he gets a really bad lead-in with a giant chin. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot of those ratings disappear. And in order to... It's just awful. We did a whole laser time about it. It's one of the things I'm most proud of that I I, I did this year. There's plenty of other people who made better laser time episodes. But like I, I love that episode that I did about Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. uh, in The Tonight Show. Because um, I love that yeah. show. 
The, the the idea of having the same thing at 10 p.m. every night leading into the local news, leading into the Tonight Show is so bizarre to me. I don't understand at all. The 10 p.m. is your adult drama hour. That's right. where you put your ERs for crying right. out right. loud. It's, 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 what are you doing? I understand. You're just asking everyone to leave early. You're I just under, telling them leave. I understand that because there's there's having read read reread the book War for Late Night. It's just that there's there's more money in the Tonight Show than I thought, and I still don't really mm. understand it because there's mm. less money in local news and like everything that comes beforehand. And the idea of losing Jay Leno was much worse than ruining their primetime lineup. That's what seems crazy. That's insane. Even though, when, yeah. when like, if I yeah. still tune into television at ten o'clock, it's to watch things like South Park or Real World Road Rules Challenge. It's not. It's not even network television. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what. That's what they were having. Fucking Jay Leno compete with like yeah. they tanking. But then you can't push Jay Leno back to Conan's old spot at late night because it's too late for a lot of his viewers. They're not going to stay up till one in the morning. Right. So right. So so, so it it it's this huge fucking. Pardon my French boondoggle. Mm, it's oh, a, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. okay. Uh, but we did a whole show about it. I don't want to talk about it that much now. If you want to hear a ton of schadenfreude-filled sound clips, uh, that's <laughs> the show for you. Yeah. Laser Time, we did it back in February. It's on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but moving into video. Oh, wait, we have one more TV thing. Do we? I'm sure we're all very, oh, very disappointed you. to find out that According to Jim is going off the air. Um, After how many seasons? Okay, eight, eight. nine. I looked eight. up the wow. last episode. It's it's excruciating to even think about. Uh, Jim, Bel- it's going to sound like I'm making this up. Jim Belushi <laughs> chokes on a shrimp and goes to heaven. <gasps> what? Where, <laughs> where he has to defend his life it, against? He defiled the idea of defending your life. Yes. <gasps> yeah. It's just like one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, I love the fucking movie, mm-hmm. but it's still like it's such a hack premise for a shitty show. Ugh. And like, I this show, fuck well, this that show. Tracks for his whole fucking deal, <clears throat> right? But it's just hack? it's just another family sitcom. Ooh. Oh, well, the bathphone's ringing. The bathphone is ringing. <laughs> They're call it's Jim Belushi. Hold on, hold on. He's okay. very upset with us. Um, yeah, where it's like he's a sassy dad. He's got a wife that's way too hot and some mm-hmm. kids who are jerks. Mm. Yes. If, but it's a house full of love. If, if the color's off on your TV, it's indistinguishable from my wife and kids. Mm. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, that ends, and thank fucking Christ, we've made Jim Belushi rich enough to not pop up anymore. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, there's a silver lining That's to everything. silver lining, for sure. Uh, moving to video games of uh, May uh, 31st through June 6th. Happy, happy E3, everyone. Say Yay! hi to me. I'm there. I'm there right Hi. now. Ooh, that's weird. Working for a weirdo video game company, ruining a big reveal. Uh, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, Metal Gear Rising was announced there, as was Super Mario Galaxy 2 and Final Fantasy 14, among other things. These were big deals oh. at the time. Uh, Diana, I think you might have even caught attention. I was in the audience to where Microsoft showed the opening of Beatles Rock Band, which is still one of like yes. look it up on YouTube right now. It is one of the finest so intros to any video good. game I've ever seen wow. in my life. It, it is like, like the best short film. Yeah. It's a it's an excellent oh, it's, so it's so good. I'll show it to you after this. Okay. Like, it's 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 wonderful. And they bring out for what for some bizarre reason is like one of three times in my life I can remember in the last decade, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr 
on stage together. I, they, they, wow. They were promoting yeah. the Eight Days a Week documentary, which is fantastic, by the way. You should mm-hmm. check that out. It's on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, watching Paul McCartney trying to wing his way through and presentation about video games is always uncomfortable. Ringo Starr Yikes. has learned for 50 years, like, I'm just going to stay quiet. And like, <laughs> Paul stand there and smile. Everyone loves you, Ringo. Paul yeah. McCartney looks like a dipshit, and the company I work for had accidentally released, uh, accidentally leaked the reveal of the PSP Go, the portable, the, mm. the PlayStation's Game Boy, but now with no cartridges, even though they sold game cartridges in stores. This is an all-digital system. We all bristle at that, even mm-hmm. though that's you wouldn't play a portable system with cartridges now, would you? No, I would never. Yeah, that's kind of dumb, but it did come with 16 gigabytes. Anyway, uh, but another video game news. Well, on Video Game Apocalypse this week, we talk about this in features other games should steal. Red Faction Guerrilla is out this week, which is a really, is, is like sort of a so-so game with a great destruction mechanic uh, that most games yeah. promise and never deliver on. Fuel is out, a game I don't remember, but I still have a squeezable tank of fuel from my time in the game industry that is somewhere in a box and uh, The Sims 3 the uh, the first full game since uh, 2004 uh, and it went on to sell 10 million copies this is the first also the first version of The Sims on smartphones hmm. not insignificant ah. and yes that about wraps up 30 2010 we normally were to comment here I don't know what the status is with our comments show this, we, this, this whole fucking month has been really fucked we've been tr- it's all gathered we want to do it for yeah. you yeah um, I think I'm just going to hire J.R. Rawls to do it. I shouldn't say that. Just, <laughs> um, but I do I do want to record with you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, like uh, patreon.com slash laser time is how this whole network of podcasts exists. Uh, up to five shows every single week. Uh, for the price of a cup of coffee uh, uh, every month, you can keep all of us fed and everything up to speed and afloat uh, as we try and catch up. This, is, this has been... The worst month in my entire life. So I know things have been late, but uh, but yeah, we're working yeah. on it. Uh, we're working on it. I shouldn't have to be at the DMV and mechanic for three days straight again for some time. Ooh, that's rough, man. Uh, yeah, having to go to DM, d- d- DMV oh, with a... You're with back. A, but yes, you can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com. That's where all of our podcasts live, including Laser Time, which this week Sarah is on. She inspired it with uh, that resurgence, the, the Ben Affleck complaining about Armageddon on the Armageddon commentary. Yes. The best mm-hmm. and worst slash train wreck commentary moments because right commentaries love a film commentary and they're they're Mm -hmm. they're sort of falling out of fashion i Mm -hmm. wish they wouldn't because like if you really want to get to know a film very well Mm -hmm. or the actors involved it's super fucking fun you love a movie check out the commentary we have a best and worst stuff you'll love it i swear uh laser time wherever you get your shows video game apocalypse this week is uh starts out with we talk about the new game releases we played all those the game news but we also start out with a magazine type top five game features uh that should be stolen more often and red faction gorilla we used as an example of that something no one else has really done very well ever since blast core for the old generation less old generation um and uh bonus time this week we got we got Tons of shit. Like Matt talked about, we talked to Matt, Matty Allen about um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because he was recently at Disneyland and that shit is coming. Uh, and we have the Aaron's talking about the end of Game of Thrones. And we have Dave and Tony from a recent Laser Time episode talking about the best of SNL this season, the SNL awards. Hmm. Best host, best sketch, uh, best tape sketch. That's fun. Best musical guest. Right. Uh, the, so check that out on patreon.com slash laser time. Prize of a cup of coffee. Help out, help out your boys and gals. Thank you so much. Di, where, where can people find you? 
Uh, they can find me on Twitter at listenaynerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D, or at 302010podcast30210podcast, where I tease what's coming up and uh, tell people when the show posts because, you know, maybe it's just going to be late because problems and stuff. And we're just so upset about According to Jim. Yeah, I mean, it's just, true. Just we had so we all had to watch time. the episode twice to like yeah. to, like let it go through our systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to get fun as, oh my gosh, we got some really summer. Summer is going to be great. The next couple of weeks, we have, I think, a very controversial film coming up for 89 Ooh. blockbusters. Okay. I, I think it's going to uh, set brother against brother <gasps> and divide the community, oh. um, whether or not this is a good movie or horrible. I'm excited. Uh-oh. I mm-hmm. there's there's three three I'm looking for there's three I think that could do that it's no UHF can't do that not the nah. not UHF that unites all humans everywhere it's in peace true. and harmony it's true uh, but yes it probably has we it, drink them the fire hose of love check this out it probably has one character uh, at least one character who is in a crossover straight to DVD event this is this is a terrible tease but nerds will know what I'm talking okay, about okay. Uh, because there's two movies that come out in 1989 that are very important, and they both have a crossover film coming out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but right. die who died? Wow, we got a whole bunch of deaths this week. I'm afraid. Uh, 1989, Ayatollah Khomeini. Uh, from oh, Iran he was the best died. one. Uh, he was 89 and then there was like kind of a riot at his funeral and like his coffin got like shoved over (laughs) oh no by the way when I die I would like to have a riot please Uh, if you you guys could arrange that I I am going to talk to all of my film and mechanic friends like you're gonna need me to fall out of that coffin yeah we have to do this in a funny way I would love to sit up in an alarming way yes (gasps) Yes. I want to oh, I want to be rigged to come up like Dracula, like yeah. full body. I haven't yeah. worked this out, but I want to fall over and somehow hit the catering table at the right angle, acts like a seesaw that flies in everybody. I would I would Fat really like screams. just like a pair of sunglasses to fall on my face <laughs> weekend at Bernie style. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> <sighs> oh. All right. Also, though, in 1999 we lost The Velvet Fog, Mel Torme, Torme. he was 83. <laughs> Harry Anderson was very upset. And uh, then in 2009, oh, uh, well, David Carradine was 72. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like it mm-hmm. might have been autoerotic asphyxiation. You can do Yikes. certain things in excess. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, be careful and how you then, masturbate. One, I can't fucking believe. In 2009, so only 10 years ago, Milvinia Dean, the last survivor of the Titanic, died. Wow. She was 97. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Can you? The, oh, let's, ah. So the Titanic movie came out, and then another twelve years went by. <laughs> there were still Titanic survivors alive when that movie came out. Yeah, that is insane. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to look her up and think of her fucking in a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now is it time for birthday quiz? It's time for birthday quiz. Birthday is a doodly doo, a ding. Okay, I seriously thought about making today's birthday Walt Whitman. Just to mm. fuck with you guys, oh, but it is Walt it. Whitman's bicentennial. Okay, it's the 200th anniversary of Walt Whitman's birth, and um, I like "Song of Myself" better than "Leaves of Grass." Yeah, I'm that guy. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. Leaves oh, of Grass. I wouldn't have gotten anything. That. that yeah. Mm. Well, it, it also it's got some more of the homoerotic stuff that people just didn't okay. catch as homoerotic back now in the day. You've got my attention. <laughs> and then you read it and you're like, oh, come on. That is about a blowjob. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm into it now. All right. 
But instead, our birthday quiz is born June 1st, 1996, so turning only 23 years old. Ooh, uh, okay. He was born in London. Um, his dad is a stand-up, and I actually remember him being a stand-up. Uh, he has since written a book called How <laughs> Eclipsed His Dad. So it's not Russell Brand. No. No. Uh, he was bullied at school for being a dancer, and those kids are eating their words because when he was 12, he was cast in Billy Elliot, the musical in the oh, West End. Oh, um... And his dance training is very important Wait. to other roles. Tom, Tom Holland. Shit. I want to forget Tom Spider-Man's Holland? name. Tom Holland? It is Tom Holland. Boom! That was a Boom! team it's effort. Your... No, that no, was no, a team no. effort. No, no, no. I finished the name. I said the name with no confidence, but I said it correctly. But yeah. I finished the name. No, you didn't. I said Holland. You said Tom No, Holland. you said Holland. I said I Tom Holland. I did. Uh, don't make fun of me. I'm on back pills still. That was funny last week, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very uh, funny. I enjoyed it. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah. And if you have, he's pretty good in The Impossible, which is not a movie I was okay but he's really good in it but if you have not seen his lip sync band lip sync battle oh, oh yeah. my god what are you doing it's amazing what are you doing it is amazing i don't watch spinoffs from the jimmy fallon show you uh, need to watch look at you i don't watch that show either i just wait for like when one in particular goes viral and then i see it and i go fuck maybe i should watch this and then i never do yeah i like to watch uh what's what's that guy's name from magic mike Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing mm-hmm. Tatum's wife do his dance at him is like the hottest thing I've ever seen in my Ooh, life. Oh yeah, that's that was great. Really cool. That was great. Yeah. Ex-wife, by the way. Oh come on, yeah. Channing. Yeah. Wah, wah. Channing, you're not gonna do much better. Agreed. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we wanted to uh, give a. Once again, the show is executive produced by uh, Austin Ellsbury and many other fine people at patreon.com slash laser time that keep the whole goddamn laser time network afloat, including this very show right now. Get exclusive shows uh, by going there and giving up the low cost of $5. Uh, We would really, really appreciate it because we'd like to keep making shows for you, especially as exciting as the rest of 1989 is going to be. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. There's no Roger Rabbit here. Or and, is there? And 1999, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Is also no, humongous. But but you know who's coming? Who? Batman. I do know that. I think, it's, mm-hmm. I think it might split people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that might split people. That's not the one I was thinking of. The one I was thinking of is a, a sequel to a series that they have tried to reboot. They're trying to reboot it again. But uh, Or maybe, okay. it's, maybe they're making a third one now. Officially, we're just speaking in riddles now. I know. I was talking. I was talking about the new straight to DVD Batman uh, meets the Ninja Turtles because the Ninja Turtles is also out this year. That what? That's a thing. Yeah, that is a thing. It's happening. Comics. I'm talking about at all. Mm -hmm. I am talking about Ghostbusters too. Yeah, that I have. That's going to be a fight. I have a tough time with that film. Oh, I haven't Hmm. seen it, so I will watch it with eyes anew, and then I will. I will decide the fact. This year on Halloween, I went out. I went out and trick or treated with you and your stepson, and yes. I got really drunk. Came home, watched Ghostbusters, was having such a good time. I put on Ghostbusters too. I'm like, well, that ruined it. Oh, like, that, that, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not a snob, and I've watched that movie a billion yes. times, and I'm just like, wow, like I was so elated to watch more of this, and like this was not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Spoiler for how I'm going to feel. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again. Okay. I love Ghostbusters good. so mm-hmm. much. Good, good. Uh, but taking us out this week is not the Doug song. I played that earlier. It's Chan Chan by the Buena Vista Social Club. Yeah.
because Diana plans this. <laughs> I felt bad we didn't have a single song from Buena Vista no, Social that's Club fair. in here. That's good. You know, we, we get yeah. what's my age again, but no Buena Vista Social Club. Come <laughs> that's on. totally fair. There's only two jerk off references in that song. Uh, Work sucks. I know. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week with more lovely, lovely pop culture trivia. Stay, uh, stay with us. Patreon.com slash laser time. Love you. Bye. Chan, chan, le daba pena.